Hey party people, welcome back to the Split Party Podcast. This is going to be episode 18A, and if you haven't already, consider uh, following our social medias or hanging out in our Discord. The links to our Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Discord, and uh, a couple other things should be in our Linktree link in the description of this podcast, no matter what platform you're listening to us on. And if you've been listening to us this far, consider giving us a like. It would really go a long way to help us or a review or positive or negative feedback even. And if you have not listened to us before, if this is your first episode, I would recommend going back and listening from the beginning of the podcast, of course. But if you do like what you hear in this episode and you don't go back to the beginning, then consider giving us some review as well. Even if it's negative, it helps us grow, so we'd be glad to have it. Uh, Following that, we're going to get into our little lore snip for the session, and then we're going to go into our recap. And then from there on, it's just right into the players. So... Acreon and Assyrian hid from Etherus. The blue twins of the night shut their gaze away from the strays that wandered amidst the dark. It was a savage list of ingredients, but no price was too steep for the young gentleman. He saw no other way. There were no other choices, were there? The rendered fat of a murderer. The ashes of three humans burnt alive and the blood of thirteen cats, no more, no less. It took time for it to cure, but once lit, his life would be changed forever. And forever, it was changed indeed. A soft tale spoken in a smoky room lit by only a single black candle. So, getting into our recap, it was In the last session, it was finally the party's chance to rest, and they chose to do so in the Undercity's small patch of forest, and there were trees of all types and colors all around them that rested in eternal darkness within the cavernous scape. Onira took some time to speak to one of the trees, who had told her that the city had been moved by great mages long ago from the Greyspine Mountain um, all the way down here underneath the heart of Novostoya. Onira also scried on Amon's oldest sister, Linda, whom was in a room at the Raven Court, speaking to what the party deciphered as a candlelight demon. Olinda had been receiving notes of some sort, or sigils from the demon, but it was unclear exactly what it was. When they were finally rested, Onrad took the party through a tree, creating a gate much like the one the druid had created in Fallowheart at the Cedar Door, and upon arriving through the other side of the portal, the party emerged to an ongoing battle outside of Bonasau between the Knights of Sharnal and and a gathering of Fae. The Fae withdrew after a short time, and the party was approached by Guillaume Dubois, which was a knight bound by a fairy of some sort, and Iman's older, or sorry, Iman's younger brother, uh, now the knight's squire, Wilfred Lebescon, now 29 and claims to have left the Lumaire, which is a big deal because it's kind of like a secret organization but you guys can hear that. Wilfred informed Imon that their father died two years ago, as Imon had been gone for around 10 years from Bonasau. Currently, their sister Halmin and their mother were accepting refuge in the Duke's estate as their manor was still in disarray and it's currently dark rain. Passing through the town, the returning army was greeted with cheers, flower petals, bread, and eager townsfolk. In stark contrast to the greeting, the party also passed by a hanging in this in the town square. 
Thieves that were caught during dark rain were being hung, a serious crime. Then they arrived at the Duke's walled estate, where the session ended as they entered the large hall. And so that's where we resume. It's all you guys. Does that mean you'll... It means I will hold the issue with it. I won't attack the man in his own home here, if that's what you're worried about. Alright, that's fine. Excellent. I appreciate all of my friends' help. And he turns again on his heel and starts walking. Yes, we are friends. <laughs> Sorry, I was fixing the bot, so just to make sure you're going alone? Uh, no, I'm bringing them, I think. Okay, cool, cool. They're my entourage. Good, good. Facts. Good, good. I'm his lawyer. Okay. Well, God, I need one. as you make your way down the hall and approach the room, uh, the man is still face down, looking at what he is writing and writing what he is looking at. He is dressed fairly lowborn for a noble. Rather than the typical over-the-top attire, he sports a brown cloth jacket with a collar that buttons up just below his neck. His trousers are a dark gray and thin out near his leather ankle-high shoes, kind of like Chukka's. Time has brought gray into his hair and his now grown-out beard, as well as lines across his forehead and beside his eyes. His hair is kept back into a bun as he sits in the candlelight at his desk. His tired demeanor changes entirely upon seeing him on. Like, he's looking down, looks up at a glance, continues looking down, does like a double take, squints a little bit. As I live and breathe, Emon. He places down a black metal pen on a black metal scratch slab. And on his desk is a black metal dagger. And on his left middle finger is a black metal ring with an auspicious red gem. He's been writing by the light of a single candle and stands up, uh, kind of like arms out as he strides forward to embrace Amon, much like an old friend would, but who knows if that was the relationship. So I'm going to assume I'm in my formal attire that I have my, you know, lord, lordly clothing. So I got my feather, my hat on with my feather in it. I, I, uh -huh. I whip it off in like a very ceremonial and very formal uh, bow where I put it under my shoulder and I bow and... Uh, uh, if he's still walking up, I'm going to keep in the bow. I'm not going to like walk up to embrace him. And uh, I'm going to, while looking at the ground still, say, uh, Duke Delacruz, yeah, I have accomplished what you have sent me out to do, and I am here to reclaim my reward. And he says so while looking down at the ground. Uh, seeing that Amon is just like staying looking down at the ground, he kind of stops halfway between his desk and Amon. Uh, still his arms out, but sort of drooping down a little bit. What news do you bring me, Emon? It has been some time. I thought you were dead. Pulls out of the bow and replaces the cap on his head. I, after many, many long nights of searching, have found the location of your precious obelisk, Lord Duke. He stares at you for a moment. But... I have arrived to my home to find everything quite different. So perhaps we could have uh, a meal with you and my cohorts here and discuss what has changed from the past. And we can discuss the future and the location of your the uh, object you had me pursue so vigorously. He is left eyebrow twitches a little bit. Mm -hmm. and his brows then kind of come together and he brings his arms down to fold them behind his back or his hands behind his back can you not just tell me everything that you know Emon? 
Well, um, you seemed so excited to see me a moment ago. We can't sit down and have a meal and speak about all the changes here? Emon, I have waited for ten years. Hmm. And so have I. And he's, he's, he's like, looking at him, uh, attempting to, like, uh, appear not weak. And uh, he stands up straight, and he places his hands behind his back and awaits, awaits his response. Emon, you remember who the employer is in this situation, no? I am very well aware, but the payment for this contract would... Well, it seems as though someone has uh, jumped ahead of the queue, and things have changed quite rapidly with my home. With my old home, to be precise. And what is happening to your Bescon manner that you disagree with? Well, I don't know, because I know nothing of it. Which is why I asked for a simple sit-down. We have traveled far. It seems quite rude to invite us in after ten long years and not sit down with a glass of wine and speak. We are civilized people, no? We are. And who are your cohort? Turns around um, and uh, goes from like one direction to another and just says, um, Well, uh, perhaps they should introduce themselves. Uh, I don't want to be presumptuous. Uh, please, uh, he like waves a hand at Rylon to start it off if he's interested. Um, there, what are there. you saying? He, he's telling you to introduce yourselves. Oh, yeah, uh, one by one. So I guess I see a mom look at me and I hear a fire hands like this, and I put one hand on my chest and I go, "My name is Rylon. I am from Nova Stoya. And I give him a thumbs up. Yeah. Do I think he speaks common or uh, Imperial Norm? I assume I think he speaks Imperial Norm because he's educated, right? Uh, yeah, probably. I think it'd be fair to assume that he does. Yeah, because, he's um, because like you may have foreign trade mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, he says in Imperial Norm, this man is a extremely high-ranking nobility. He can speak like a normal man if he wishes. Normal man. I would assume normal man when he was speaking in his native tongue, no? Well, I define your tongue as more normal than ours. Ours has some class and refinement to it. My tongue? That's a little... pointed, but okay. If you'd like, I could speak... If you would allow me, I could speak my native tongue. I could speak a story, but uh, we could uh, refrain from that and speak in the norm, as most people speak around parts of Ethereus. Well, yes, we might as well, since we are introducing each other. Anyway, this has been Rylon, as you can tell. Um, keep going, the rest of you, please. He's like, pull out his collar a bit, like, Ooh. He scrambles back to his desk before the next person starts talking, or while the next person's talking. Not really, like, desperate or anything, he's just, like, you know, turning around, kind of shuffling back towards his desk, starts going through the drawers. He kind of, like, waves one of his hands, and they kind of, like, gesture that says, all right, come on, next. Who's, who's next? You. Me? I turn towards the Duke and speak in uh, broken Shano. My name is Ilfaran Pefez. I am from Tol Leomil. And I'm I'm Onira. That, from nowhere in particular. Just Onira. 
That's right. I quite like all your shadow steel accoutrement. He draws in a lengthy breath. His eyes kind of flick to his his shadow steel pen and shadow steel scratch slab and his uh, dagger. And he glances up. I'm. By the way, you said there was a single candle illuminating it. Just because of what I saw last night. Is what color is the candle? It's black. <laughs> okay. It's like that, is it? <laughs> Onira will just be looking at the black candle. Then. I noticed the black candle as well, by chance. Can I make uh, like a... Just like out of my... I mean, I have a passive perception of uh, uh, 13. So you I also have advantages on it if you just want to roll. Anyone who has above a 10 would probably notice. Which should be all of you, honestly. I, I have a plus 7, but I'm not noticing. I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> I... <laughs> I noticed, I see Onira kind of like take a sudden glance in that direction. I kind of look over. I look back at at at, at them, and I'm just kind of just shaking my head just a little bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at I'll look at you, Rylan. I'll just be like, uh, it'll give you that that look. Was like, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm feeling a little stressed. He fishes out a small pouch eventually and tosses it through the air at Imon without really looking. Yeah, Amon would catch it without any issue, his reaction speed being quite quick. It's about the size of a baseball. It's, um, you hear jingling inside of it. Um, yeah, I'd open it. Frowning. There should be 50 pieces in there. Platinum. He raises his eyebrows looking at him. To lubricate the wheels, so to speak. Now, tell me what you have found. (laughs) There will be no wine, no meal. Just tell me. Um, <laughs> he kind of chuckles a bit, um, and uh, he he closes the pouch with the drawstring, and then like swings it around his finger a few times. And I'm gonna toss it r- like in an arc right back. I'm gonna try to land it like right on his desk, sliding right up to him. As he's not looking, he's looking down at the papers. It lands on his desk, slides right in front of him. I don't think that I will need the pittance of uh, fifty platinum pieces to complete the mission I was giving long ago. If you do not wish to invite me in for a meal or wine or any of my cohorts, that is your rudeness to bear. As to the obelisk, it does exist. Um, If you are looking to use its properties, uh, it has since been disabled, so that will not be very possible. But the stone itself the metal does exist if you're looking to mine it but i must ask um the reclamation of my family's home why is that being worked on already and not by members of my family but of yours or employees of you it is a show of faith i thought you did and thought that your sacrifice would be better paid to your family if i begin to restore the property Oh, it's such a bad roll. A 12 on insight. Don't forget your uh, guidance. Yeah, you have guidance. Um, 1d4. Let's see. Hey, 16. 16, okay. Passes my, my threshold of 15. Got your ass. Yeah! He continues on, and then I'll tell you what you find mm. out. I am, though, reluctant to delve into the estate, and thus I have only cared for the surrounding lands. He seems like he's avoiding mentioning a detail or so. And is there anything else I should know or be concerned about uh, since my leaving, other than my father's apparent death? 
your family is here. Your sister, mother. Yeah, why are they living here and not at the farm? Because it's safer here during dark rain. And they have been here only for dark rain. Correct. They have been here for the last four dark rains, including your father when he was still alive. I see, and then they return home? He nods. I had a considerable amount of shadow steel removed from your manor. I've been selling it to pay for fees and bills for the village. Strange, as I would think that any metal that would remain in my manor would belong to the Bescon family. It is additionally strange that you would have so much in the Bescon manor. He raises his eyes to give you kind of a hard look. Yeah, he meets his eyes without any kind of shame or guilt. That is the business of the Bescons, is it not? You see, I would think that it would be, but I am beginning to construct a wall around the manor. And why is that? Because, Emon, I did not go searching for the Shadow Steel until people started squatting in the old manor and coming out changed. Well, we were all aware of these stories, and if people chose to risk their own lives and enter that dangerous place, that is their decision to make. Yes, until it affects the other people of the village. Mm. When they begin to attack others at their farms, their homesteads, the streets, then I must intervene. It is the duty of the Duke. I see. Well, since you have been performing your duties and selling off any bit of wealth you might have found while pillaging my home, uh, what will be the reward for me revealing the location of this obelisk, if you are still so fascinated with it? He ponders a moment. Name a price. Name a price. A blank check. A <laughs> blank piece of paper. Um, yeah. This will take some consideration. I have had my thoughts set on the same price for 10 years. Right. Understandably so. so. You and your cohort, he glances between the few of you, you're welcome to stay here for a rest if you'd like. I believe there is a lovely inn. I think we'll stay there. Right. Then at least allow me to pay for the fee. We can afford it. We appreciate your hospitality great duke and uh, on the morrow we will return and we can discuss the finalization of our business arrangement right is there anything else your highness he kind of smirks a little bit you may call me claude Emon. tilts his head we are friends are we not i had hoped so and i hope we can continue that friendship and Protect Bonusal, as was my original goal. He nods. Right, then I will see you in some time when you are prepared to tell me what you'd like. Yeah, uh, again, uh, he doesn't respond this time and he takes his hat off and performs another formal bow, putting it back on his head. He briskly turns around and then, like, like in front of his chest so the guy behind him can't see, he, like, waves his hand forward, like, let's go, let's go, let's go, get out of here. Time right. to go. Take one final look around the room. Uh, lovely scent in here. That candle must be doing works. Turn around and leave. <laughs> he fiddles with the ring on his finger, kind of twisting it nervously. Not like, he doesn't look super nervously, but like just a, kind of one of those nervous habit kind of things. And he just kind of eyes you for a moment before smirking again and looking back down at his papers. Uh, I would just kind of stand there, a little 
longer than most of us of the group, staring at him in the candle. And with one final glance, I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy, and I'm going to make the flame flicker a couple times for the next minute as I walk out of the room. <laughs> okay. So you guys leave then? Oh yeah, so I'm going to lead the way out the double doors. Candle flickers, and all of you leave the uh, the immediate estate. You're still within the walls, and once you're ready to leave the walls, you're, of course, welcome to do so, but... Um question before we leave leave uh can i go try to uh, as soon as we walk out the doors i'm gonna turn to the guard who talked shit earlier right? and i look at him with like a really imperious look like straight down my nose at him i stare at him for like five seconds and i say um <clears throat> you um where might i find uh, uh, lady Vescond and her daughter he lets out a snort and points back the way you came in there Huh. Do you think that the Duke does not have guest rooms? Um, I didn't know they would all be in the same place, you dolt. <laughs> he chuckles. Mumbles something under his breath like, yeah, you're the dolt. What's your name, uh, Sir Knight? My name is none of your concern. Uh, I take note. Of, I feel like I've done this before. I, I take note of his feet. I'm pretty sure I did this with Gillen or whatever. But I take notes of this guy's features. Uh... He, does he have like a ranking insignia on him or anything? Like, is he a knight? Is he like a guard? You know, he's not a knight. He's just a guard. A lot of the the knights are like part of the orders, and the orders kind of have their own sort of yep, higher yeah, okay. agendas. Mm -hmm. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, I give him one last like I look down at him again, and uh, <laughs> I, I turn on my heels, and we. I, I assume unless anyone wants to do anything else in the matter, we start walking out. Nope. All right, down the road. So I'm on. As we kind of leave the vicinity of the manor, uh, go exactly as you had planned. Um, I would say it went fairly badly, but at the same time, perhaps well. Um, so I used to be quite subservient to the man. I had no power of my own outside of being able to fight a bit and having my family to back me up, but. In ten years, he seems to have made some changes, and I find it very strange that my mother and my sister were but doors away, and he did not inform them that I was there and invite them to come see me. Very Wait, your sister from the rape? My other sister. Oh, you have another sister? Yes, she was but eight years old when I left. Ah, and are everyone friends with, uh, with fiends? He raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Um, apparently just my sister. No, apparently also your duke. Yes. How so? The black candle, the same type, as seen in your sister's room. And, of course, we can't know for sure, but... Uh, the coincidence is quite great, I would say. Well, I mean, black candles are not all too rare. You could buy one that's many places, I would assume. Are you sure it was a magical candle? There's no way to say for sure. I didn't... I wasn't able to ascertain quite its nature with all that was going on, but... I mean, a man wants a bunch of shadow steel. He searches for an obelisk that is connected to the Aether. Uh, I would not put it past him. Brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, these candles? Mm -hmm. Um, are they... I know they're communicating like they can communicate between the, the fiend and contacting it but does the fiend also have a candle um you mean like 
flip-flop in the other plane. Yeah. Uh, I don't That's believe so. Okay. I believe that the the candle kind of just acts as like a, a, a tether or like a portal, essentially. Gotcha. Just had a thought, but... Yeah. So, um, let me, uh... You spoke about this before, right? This, um, this candle business? Mm-hmm. So he, um... You think he speaks with it, yes? Well, the... All I saw was what the what his sister, Amon's sister, was doing with the being in the other candle. Mm-hmm. She was conversing with it. It was writing things. She was writing things in their own, uh, I guess, demonic language. Why don't I try and have a look? Theorially? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I. Look He's so that. dramatic. Fine, what are you doing? How far are we from the uh, from the gates, like with the you know, the guards were within the walls? It depends how far you want to be. Um, I mean we've been talking for a few minutes, so it's I, I don't really care how far we are, as long as we're kinda of like out of eye shot. You know, I, I just wanna know who's around us who can see. You know? If I'd say whatever kind of situation you would put yourself in. So uh, if you kept walking and, and you wanted to put some distance between it, then then by all means there's no one around you from there that would hear you. Okay. Oh yeah, I would put a little bit of distance just to just to kind of you know make sure that there's not too many people around us, not too many people looking. Yeah. And I'll cast a spell. Just a quick one. Mm-hmm. Um. Just a quickie. Yep. I I am. Uh, it it does have somatic components, okay. so I will be using my hands for it, which is why you know I I ask because I don't want uh-huh. to draw too much attention to myself. Um. I will cast arcane eye. Okay. And I will send it straight back the way we came okay love it i love it i love it too um the doors are shut um is I mean, there... you, you can get over the wall of course but like the doors into the the manor are shut is is that i mean if, if there is any holes that are as big as or as small as one inch in diameter it can pass through i'm sure you could find one then okay uh, how what is the range on this by the way the range is infinite it lasts for an okay. hour okay so i will just look around it can it can move uh 30 feet per turn okay um and i will attempt to get the eye into a position where it is um in the duke's little kind of hall at first at least i have it for an hour i might move elsewhere um mm-hmm. but just to check on what he's doing it's kind of funny if you think about it so 30 feet per turn is is like five feet per second mm. and so you guys are all just like standing there and uh Ilfar and cast this and like you see this little arcane eye just kind of like slowly drifting away from you guys just the fact where you came it takes it like two minutes to get back to the the keep we found like a park bin it is um completely invisible and um i can still do things i'm concentrating on it so obviously i can't concentrate on something else in this kind of you know the uh the rp side of concentration but um i am basically just i i can still look through my own eyes i can still speak i can still do everything normally i'm just getting mental information from this mm-hmm. eye um, so I'll send it there and just check on what he's doing. Okay. He appears to have lit the candle and is uh, writing something down on his paper with the shadow steel pen. Um, it's in Charnal. I would assume that if you have broken Charnal as a language, you might have a hard time reading it. Like, perhaps not the most familiar with the written language itself. I mean, but... I have full Charnal as a language, but I, I'm RPing it as broken because the. Okay. There isn't really that much of a reason that I would be using this mm-hmm. um, this language, so I think it makes sense that it's kind of broken. 
Okay. Um, so I will have a hard time reading it, sure. Okay. And you see, um, you see him writing down on this paper, and then he lets go of the the pen, and it lifts on its own with like a smoky hand, dips in the in the ink well, and starts to write, kind of like a response, uh, rather than like speaking out loud uh, as Olinda had with with her kind of candlelight mm-hmm. demon, uh, and so the hand starts to write, and it's just the Duke seems to be writing a message, uh, something about. Amon has returned to Bonasau. Uh, inform our agent. Uh, blah blah blah. Have them return at once. And then the uh, the pen from the smoky hand just writes a single line like "It'll be done, Master." Mm-hmm. All right. So um, this candle of yours, can you describe it? Uh, some sort of skull in the smoke, the black smoke and uh, a hand reaching out from it, writing things on pieces of paper. I don't see a skull, do I? Uh, no, but, I mean, you do see a handwriting on paper, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Okay, well, um, we've got the hand writing on paper. So he's in contact with someone. Uh, well, as far as I can see, um, it's, it's like he's writing a, a letter, but it's not, um, it's not going to be sent. It's, uh, he writes, and uh, then it writes itself. And or... he's communicating with it through writing, perhaps? Yes. Um, uh, the gist of it is that um, Amon is back, and um, that uh, th- they should... Uh, what is it? That word. Um, agent. Um, uh, basically, uh, get uh, move the agent. Um, uh, something like that. And then um, the smoke... Uh, writes, it shall be done, master. Move the agent. Y- yes, like, um, extract, extract. Am I the agent? Um, no. I don't think so. I think... Perhaps he had somebody looking for you. Uh, uh, possibly. I think if you were the agent, then he would have just written Amon. You are still there, yes? Yes, I'm I'm there for, uh, what, uh, uh 55 minutes at this point. Uh, please find uh, my sister and my mother if you can. They should be somewhat nearby. Okay. Do you do you know where? No. The guard said in the similar area. In the similar. Okay. okay. He said down there. He pointed back where we came. Back where we came. Where? Where the man was sitting. Where the duke was sitting and writing his letters. Okay. Um. I will move the arcane eye now permitting that the duke isn't doing anything else uh no he's not doing anything else okay i will move it and basically just follow completely random directions if i come to a stop i'll try and find another way around if i come to a door i will attempt to fly through the keyhole or fly through some sort of uh gap um either above it or below it if there is one um and i will just search for uh wait uh what do they look like or uh did what did they look like i should i should probably say yeah, it kind of scratches the back of his head um well yeah last time you saw your sister she was eight. yeah that's what i was about to say is uh the one was a, a small child um so i imagine 10 years ago yes yes she was uh, eight years old so 
I imagine that she's changed uh, quite a bit. Anyway. Okay. Do you have any uh, any hair color? Uh, any um, eye color? Are they going to be together? Do you think? Ilfarin. She's going to look like a mon just without the mustache. It's true. I look at Amon. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, I really cannot help you if they have changed their appearance. And my brother, if he is any example, he has changed quite a bit. I I could look for them. So if you can't navigate, I mean, I would just, if I were you, just send the arcane eye into different doors until they find somebody. Or yes, I'm just thinking, I don't know how many people are here, right? Um, How many groups of two women or one woman on their own or... <laughs> Uh, all of these We're things. sitting down somewhere. Yeah, you, Jimmy or Rylan said that you guys probably found like a park bench or something. Okay. Um, yeah, we're posted. <laughs> do you want me to just scry on them? Um, if possible, it it would uh, make things easier. At least then you could describe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just describe what they look like, Amon, and uh, I'll attempt to scry. Hold on. Allow Solimon to give you a bit of a more watchful eye. And I'll give guidance that to... That does nothing for him. Oh, I'll give guidance to Anira. Don't worry. I'll make sure that my prayers are... <laughs> they, it's a... Uh, I'll cast scrying. Okay. Uh, well, let me... What color is Ilfarin's Il, uh, arcane eye? Um, well, it's invisible. But if somebody had true sight, then um, I would say it would be wispy like him. Just kind of like gray fuzzy. <laughs> yep, gray fuzzy. Probably doesn't even really look like an eye. It just looks like a an orb, like a like a little blurry orb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, yeah. She, my mother, uh, had uh, similar long hair. Um, it was black. It might be turning gray now. Uh, they okay. do not have the white streak in my hair like I do have. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking, but it's a big place. Yeah, my sister is about uh, was three feet tall and uh, a child. So okay, so anything above three feet tall, thanks, Simon. <laughs> that, that should do it. I'm scrying. I'm attempting to scry on his mother. Uh, so that's a that would be for them. The DC would be seventeen. They get a plus three to their check. Okay. Um, let me. I'm not even gonna make them roll because uh, Iman's mother is currently sleeping. Okay. So Iman's mother is currently sleeping in a uh, a room that is on the first floor. Uh, there are apparently a few rooms on the first floor, guest rooms, and she's in a small one with a with two beds. Likely, the mother and sister are sharing the same room, perhaps. Um, but she's just there, casually sleeping. She's sleeping, Iman. The sister's she's not fine. there. I do not see your sister, though. I'll, uh, what floor? First floor. Okay. It's where the mother's room is. He turns towards, um, Ilfarin. Ilfarin. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, first, uh, uh Onara, describe my mother's room. Describe the mother's room. Okay. Simple. It, two beds. It has a fireplace. There's a fireplace. Couple chest. Couple chest. Charnel architecture. That's pretty much the gist of it, really. A door. Hmm. Um, perhaps uh, look for uh, Dela Cruz's room. It should be the largest and grandest room there. Probably high up in the manor. Um, I would assume. Uh, that was the one we met, right? That is him. Yes. Oh, that's him. That's okay. Yes, yes, of course. All of these names—they're all very similar. 
to look for the finest and grandest room. So far, as you're going around on the first floor and Amon is saying this to you, you spot uh, a figure. Like, there's a, a little dining room, kind of. And uh, in the corner of this dining room, um, there uh, are two uh, two figures standing off to, like, one of the darker corners. Uh, sh- 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 I, uh, I see something. Uh, uh, I see what appears to be an 18-year-old female version of Amon kissing what appears to be one of the guards of the uh, estate. Ooh, respect. Uh, who described her as uh, an 18-year-old female-looking version of Amon? Um... I suppose that would make sense. No, I said who did, because that's that very good. Me. It's very accurate, in fact. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought, uh, right? His sister looks like him. Oh, no, this is a spitting image, my friend. Anyway, she's what kissing the a guard. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not that. Um, she's she's currently uh, kissing a guard. <laughs> she's what? Oh, how lovely. She yes, is sir. a guard. No, 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 stop. no. Yeah, kissing, kissing. You send my sister. He looks towards Rylan. You send her a message right now, and you tell her <laughs> stop what she's doing. I cannot what? do that. Why would I... you do that? Listen, Amon. As much as, as I would love God. to do that, I cannot use the sending spell today. No cock blocks. So I'm not going to send her a message. <laughs> God. Is a god. Be happy, your sister. Your sister's, you know, living life. First of all, looks like she's doing fine right now. <laughs> okay, now you should stop. You should stop watching. It's kind of creepy. I've still got. I've still got forty minutes on this. You stop this. Nothing about this is funny. Can you okay. record that? For- I would stop crying. I'm the sleeping mom. <laughs> okay. And I'm the creep. And I'm the creep. He <laughs> waits for everyone. I'm sure she's fine. He turns on. You'll see her soon. Puts a hand up at Rylan, like a talk to the hand thing. And he looks at Onira and he says, um, she should not be acting in such a manner with a guard. And no less, wait, no less a guard of the Delacruz estate. Okay? Second of all, Delacruz invited us over to stay. That's not something that happens. He doesn't invite people to stay with him most of the time. And maybe not ten years ago. Took the words out of my mouth. I'm sure that he has changed so much in those ten years. Maybe he has. That's a long time, Imon. Have you not changed since you've left home? Have you been the same? Well, uh... No, I am sure you've changed quite a bit from tentacle to your heart. So you should stop being so judgmental of your sister. Iman, if you like, I could turn you invisible and you can go creep in there yourself. They have other responsibilities than to dance around in someone else's estate playing with fucking guards. Right now it's dark rain, so there's not much else they could do. There's plenty they could be doing. He looks at you. He's kind of got like some venom in his voice. He sounds pretty pissed. His face is a little red. Listen, Iman, like we said when we first got here, this is a family affair. If you have a problem with the way your sister is acting, perhaps you should take it up with her personally. Rylan, is consorting with demons enough to uh, have to deal with a person for you? Well, if consorting with demons, I would be blowing this whole estate to kingdom come, but I'm not going to be doing that out of respect for you and yours. He, like, looks thoughtfully for a second, like, to the side. Almost as he's considering it. But um, course, that would be on the fit if you cared about demons and angels, of course. Uh, that would just be my personal view. But... I care about the demons and the angels. I just do not worship them. Right. Uh, well, I feel like, yes, this, you're right. This man is probably nefarious in some 
in some way, especially if the the candlelight demon is to be observed. Um, but this is something that should be done delicately. It's like, you know, a lot of things hinge on who's in charge. And when you just run at things like a bowl, things tend to get smashed and it's hard to pick up the pieces. So I feel like you should figure out what's going on. Talk to your mother and your sister before freaking out and having a panic attack. And uh, Speaking of which, you're, you're feeling pretty stressed out right now, Iman, it sounds like. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say I'd say about the time he yelled, he probably like a third eye probably popped out of his fucking forehead, like, <laughs> and like the tumors. Onira will. Oh, so as she as he says, you're getting a bit. You're having a panic attack. She'll uh, reach up and sort of close the third eye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just calm down. Everything will be fine. Do you want me to go get some baked goods? Maybe. I know your people have such great cuisine. Maybe like a cupcake. A muffin? I would like to spend an evening with my family members after 10 years of being away, but they all seem quite busy. So why don't you just go in there and... Because you don't get invited into Delacruz's estate. Especially we were invited in there, friend. yeah. So what... Why didn't saying... you just take him up on his offer? <laughs> the man is mm -hmm. doing something. Right. It's nighttime right now, right? It's always so, dark. It's always dark. Oh yeah, it's dark rain. I forgot. <laughs> uh, well, they've just defeated a great enemy in the Fey today. I'm sure there's festivities down at the at the inn and such, and uh, all of our allies are down there right now. Why don't we sleep on it? Maybe we have a night of merriment. You guys did like. I could yeah, use a. Have I a could use a drink. A reminder. I could use a drink. Could always meet your brother there. Perhaps he has more answers for you. True. My brother is walking around like a dog, beholden to some knight. But he does have the answers you seek. Fine. We should find him before I walk back into Delacruz estate and start kicking down doors. <laughs> what are you? From the from the Unterlands? Kicking down doors. You're right, I would cut through them. You say so, Amon. Doors are very hard to cut through. And I have an extremely sharp set of swords, he says. Emphasize the word sword. You're, you're, you're very tense, alright? It's time to take a deep breath, exhale the bullshit, and have a nice glass of that Bonasauian wine, and then we'll perhaps think on it and see how it... Uh... Ooh, I would love some Hugo Granvas. You know what? One of my friends is very... He spoke on the Hugo Granvas, and I meant to give him a bottle, but uh, I gave it to a vampire who I also gave to a, a cursed relic to, so... He's like he's like glancing between both of you back and forth, and he's like... You should probably uh, pick up an extra bottle. Are you serious? What, what about all the things we've heard today uh, tends to lean towards uh, drinking and celebration? out of a cave for the first time in a long time. That's one thing. And there's not much we can do uh, on the immediate to deal with the, you know, whatever it is that he's doing with the candle. If you want, if I listen, let's just go inside. Let's go break, wake up your mom and uh, interrupt your sister's makeout sesh. Honestly, Amand, you're, I've never been this far south. It's your land is beautiful, I must say, but the people here are a bit too much for me, but I would have to say that there's not much, unless you'd like Onera said, unless you want us to start kicking down some doors and seeing what the hell is going on here, I can start going all, I am Rylon from the from Solima, blah blah blah, but 
at that point, you also have a whole army that waits at the doorstep of this duke, and I will not get past the doors before I'd have to have some sort of violent encounter. Well, it is likely that my brother is back at the estate with the knight, but I do have one other brother who I have not seen here. He may be back at the family farm, and he may have more answers to what is going on here. So if you wish to drink and have merry, then fine, but let's not do it here in town. Let's go to the farm and let me try to figure out what's happening. I have, um, this is only my second time in bonus hour, but I, uh, I have some, I have a place that I'd like to go to first. Personally, uh, I can meet you at your family farm if you'd like to, uh, give me the directions. If, would you like to do this privately where you'd like to go? Cause, because if not, um... It's up to you if you want to come with me. I just want to stop by a bakery. <laughs> we can stop at the bakery. Um... I don't think we should be splitting up currently. Things are very strange. Okay. To the bakery. To the bakery. Sure. I will I will lead them to uh, Bon Salé Baked Goods. We love yeah, you would. She's, you she, you know the way. We traveled. We respect yeah. it. it. It's like a couple streets down. You go maybe like 600 feet, take a, a left, go like a couple dozen feet, take a right down the next street, and it's like right there, and you can smell the 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 scent of baked goods already from uh, a few buildings down. They have like a pretty unassuming sign, just says, Bon Salle, baked goods. And, uh, and the front has some large windows so that people can see inside to see uh, Calion Bon Salle his, himself uh, working away tirelessly to make these baked goods in these, um, these nice steel kind of ovens. Alright. Uh, you'll see Amira has a smile on their face and um, will open the doors as you walk inside. Okay. As you open the doors and walk inside, you see there are a few other people working there, but there's a, a man with a mop of white hair and uh, he's wearing a small brown cap. He sports a large belly, clearly a big fan of his own, uh, you know, goods and has a very wide mustache that comes all the way out to his cheekbones and like a straight line on each side of his of his lip he looks around waves to the the group of you that is entering welcome to bonsal baked goods Nero will sort of take off their their hood and say long time no see he blubbers a little Nero, welcome yes it's good to see you again. Come here. I was, uh, have some goods. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I would uh, come up and take this that he has to offer. Yeah, he's got like a, a wide array of, of baguettes and croissants and, and muffins and baguettes and, 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 and even some like uh, some other stuff. But um, yeah, he, he, he offers you a, probably, I'd say, one item per person of you for free uh, as just like a gesture of good faith because he's a fan Ooh. of Onira and Onira knows him fairly well, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, Is there a place we can talk uh, for a while? He just have some questions. Kind of waddles a little bit as he turns around and waves over his shoulder for you guys to follow. Yes! Come on to the back room! Now, is he speaking in Norm or is he speaking in Charnal? It's in Charnal. He's a pretty jolly big guy, he seems. <laughs> I start eating my baguette with ham and butter and follow him. Yeah. He waddles into the back room. Do you have any bread? <laughs> we'll follow him. 
Okay. The back room is like full of, of sacks of flour and, and uh, other stuff like uh, buckets of, of milk used to like turn into uh, like cream cheese and icing and all that stuff. Some sugar. Tons of sugar. And he waddles his way in. The room is maybe like 10 feet by 10 feet. Probably like 8 feet tall to the ceiling. And he waddles his way in. Gets kind of towards the far wall. Turns around and sits down on a couple sacks of, of flour that are stacked on top of each other uh, with a kind of like a sigh of, of relief as he's no longer standing. Um, also, I'll say maybe it's just like an added bit of flavor uh, on the door. There would almost be something that looks like like a dream catcher, but there's it's got like a motif of like stars and moons on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Um, yeah. Uh... It's good to see you, and um, what has it been, like a year almost, since we last passed through? Ah, it has been too long. What brings you back to Bonasau? Um, well, not something good, I'm afraid. I don't know if you can tell, but not with the same people that we usually are with when we pass through. He takes off his small cap that's on his head and runs his hand, like his right hand, over his hair. Uh, from like front of his forehead to the back, and you can see that he's balding at the crown of his head. Then he tosses the cap back on. Something, something happened, Galleon. I just need to know if you've seen anybody recently. Okay. I haven't been able to find anyone. He scratches at his chin and his jawline, uh, which is almost non-existent. Yeah, I, I should say he scratches at his chin's plural and his jawline, and then uh, kind of like up the side of his face, crosses his arms, ponders for a moment. Come to think of it, we did have a visitor in the last two weeks from the Raven Court. Raven Court? Yes, there are whispers among the streets. People come in and they speak all the time without filter because, you know, people speak all the time. But they were visiting... uh, One man said it was on business. So someone from the Raven Court has passed through? He nods. Yes, yes. Additionally, there have been people coming from the old Bescon Manor. Do do you remember that place? Uh, I've only heard about it. It's the the shit heap on the hill. Uh, (laughs) But they have been going in and squatting there and coming out with gross of black metal on them. Driven, angry, mad, attacking people. I think that the Duke is building a wall to keep them in. I would have started choking on my baguette when he called it a shithole. And I really do mean shithole. It, I've never seen a building so in disarray. Right. The owners, the Bescon family, should be ashamed of what they own. Am I still under the disguise spell? Yeah. Dude, I never cast the disguise spell. <laughs> uh, I'm pissed. Besides, besides this, um, what's going on here? Have you seen, you know, anybody from the flock? Elias, Tesra, Denton, Ant, anybody? He squints. And um, not since uh, your last visit. <sighs> okay. Listen, if you do see any of them, if they happen to pass through, you have to tell them that I'm looking for them, okay? I will do so, along with a baguette for each of them. Yes. Okay. That's it. Uh, that's all I've got uh, here. They'd uh, hand over two silver pieces, just for your trouble. He raises a hand. No! 
on there I could not. There's no way I could take a, a single coin from you. Are you sure? Yes, yes. Alright. If you need a place to stay, to crash, I hear that the sacks of flour make a great bed. I'll keep that in mind. Though I think uh, we're going to be uh, held up at the end for a while. Uh, at least while we're here. Right, right. Alright, uh, thanks, Kalyan. Um Might see each other again before I leave, but if we do not, uh, be safe. As should you, Elnira. Be extra safe. I will. Be triple safe. <laughs> they, they laugh and uh, they will sort of lead everybody out again. I toss my half-uneaten baguette over my shoulder as I walk out the door. I try to catch it. <laughs> Sleight of hand roll. 21, natural 20. You catch it. <laughs> I, start, I start eating it. <laughs> I'll, I'll up my muffin and thanks and follow suit. Okay. And uh, Nezzy DM'd me while that was going on, saying that he would still have been exploring with the arcane eye, not looking for anything specific, but just bearing in mind kind of what he had heard he's still from creeping. Right, so he's, he's going around. Oh, so um, allow me just a moment to open up my tail spider. You guys don't need to get on it, but I, I do have a map picked out for continuity's sake so that I may reference it. Uh, so exploring the first floor, there are... Um, you know what, Ilfarin, I'm going to allow you... Go ahead and open up your tail spider. I'll toss you in here right. so that you can uh, kind of explore uh, freely. All right, sure. And then anything that you find, you may relay it to the others. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how long it's been since um, the spell was cast. I mean, travel time and all of that is kind of abstract, so... Yeah, we'll say it's been, like, 30 minutes. Okay, sure. Because you guys stopped, you talked a little bit, you continue exploring, you bickered about how you've been creeping on Iman's sister, and then you guys continued to go to the bakery, and there, uh, Onira was speaking to, um, to Kalyon, and so on and so forth. Uh, so you are welcome to explore this place. I'm going to make the lights a little bit dimmer. Um, because it is dark, we'll turn up the exposure, and you are free to explore, and you may open a door uh, if you need to, just request it, and I will accept it Im immediately. At the moment, I don't think I have a token. I can just sort of see the ground floor. Um, oh, no, I do have a token there, but it's not on the left-hand side. Okay, now it is. I have to clock it. There you go. All right. Uh, but anyways, you can do that while they continue. So you guys are now walking um, back to the inn. We're going to the his estate. Oh, okay. Oh, well, we're going to my going to my farm. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, not the not the super dangerous estate filled with shadow steel. Uh huh. Okay. Well, the farm is not directly in the village, but also not as far as the estate, I believe. And so, um, just outside the village, and and the village does not have walls, as we previously discussed in the last session. But just outside the village is a. Uh, a small, a smaller homestead uh, attached to a few stables that are in workable condition. Not immaculate, but um, they're not like disheveled or falling apart. They're definitely not like the shitty Bescon Manor. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there are lights coming from the windows of the small homestead there. Uh, and there are a few horses kind of like standing around in, in one of the fields, kind of grazing casually. Um, yeah, he'd start striding towards the, uh, homestead, uh, with, like, uh, a bit of a smile on his face for the first time, in a bit, um, as he looks hopefully into the windows, uh, as he was walking towards it. 
then uh, while Ilfarin is still exploring, we'll uh, kind of continue, and Ilfarin is still walking with you guys as you're headed back to the uh, the Duke's estate. Doing so, uh, you guys arrive at the the wall, and anything that would have happened on the way between the bakery and the Duke's estate is entirely up to you guys. But if nothing happens, then you guys would arrive at the wall. Uh, where the gates leading into the estate's kind of courtyard would be closed. Wait, I'm confused. Um, we're at, we are at what estate? Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry, you're going to the farmstead. Duh. Okay. I, I don't like, know why I had it in my head. You just transferred real quick. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Uh, no, you're yeah, you're you guys are walking up on the uh, the farmstead building, right? Yes. Okay. My farm. Yes, so there, as previously described, a couple of horses just kind of hang out in the fields, grazing. There's uh, a couple stable buildings, and there's the small homestead, and the homestead has some lights coming from it, like, you know, just candlelight or lantern light or whatever, um, implying that somebody is there. And so uh, the front door would be unlocked, which is foolish because it's dark ring. Yeah, I would, I would knock for, for, for sure. Just because you know, I spent 10 years, I'm not going to walk back into the house, you know? There's no answer. All right, well, now I'm going to fucking walk into my own house. So fuck. I attempt, I walk in, and I, I hold the door open for everyone else. As you open the door, uh, you are met immediately within the first room, like behind what appears to be like a couch, basically. Uh, a a 33-year-old man, or somewhere around that age, uh, with a repeater crossbow just resting on the uh, the couch. Like pointed directly at the door. If both of his hands would go up and like stop right there. Okay, Fremont, relax. It's me, Timon. Back. Don't shoot me. He squints and slowly starts to straighten his posture, kind of like lowering the repeater crossbow. Emil, is that what I said? It's me, Emil. And he like kind of like tosses the crossbow aside. It goes off. It like shoots a, a bolt right into one of the walls and like <laughs> jump like a f- like like thwangs and, and rattles a little bit he kind of stops on his way towards you as he hops over the couch looks at the bolts on the wall and, I'm sorry Emil uh, don't worry about it brother and he'd, he'd walk over he'd embrace him give him a hug he embraces I, you yeah he'd wave everyone else into the room and close the fucking door behind him did you bring Olinda with you uh no uh there is many things to talk about um uh should we sit? Do you have any wine? Any wine? Emon. Yes. I always have wine. <laughs> of course. Of course you do. Okay. Let us sit. Uh, these are my friends and cohorts. My allies. Um, and he would just go around and off all of them and point them out. Uh, we don't need to whole, do a whole introduction again. He leads you to the dining room. Uh, there's. A, it's not like insanely nobly crafted, uh, but there's a pretty nicely crafted wooden table with about eight chairs around it there are uh, three on each side it's a long table so there's a head and a tail of it and so there are two chairs at the head and the tail and then three on each side so a total of eight um and he welcomes you in uh, kind of like gesturing for you guys to sit while he goes off to retrieve probably like a glass of wine or, or i mean a bottle of wine or something um along with some glasses uh, i've been taking care of the estate well mother and sister at the dukes during dark rain as I expected, and I'm glad to have found you here. Um, tell me, um, things seem to have changed quite a bit um, since since I left. Um, could you perhaps catch me up a little bit? 
well the estate is in disarray as always um, between you and I I'm beginning to suspect that something is not right oh the Duke he has regular visitors to the estate they are always in robes and he would he would he would give a description of the raven court robes i think they're like black like they're black right and that's yeah. for black and red yeah black and red robes and i would give that description uh does this uh, sound anything like the visitors it does yes and i was just happened to be strolling by one day um to check on it i check on it from time to time and there were the duke was there with some guards as well as a few prisoners in shackles. These prisoners were abnormal in some way, or...? No, they were normal. Just prisoners, thieves, uh, criminals. And they forced them to go inside the building. He glanced back towards Rylan. <laughs> the doors were barricaded on the outside to keep them in. I think that whatever is happening to the people there, I think the Duke may be taking advantage of it. Because they come out with growths of black steel on them. They have growths? Yes, it's like a, a disfiguration. Um, uh, some sort of... The shadow steel is attaching itself to them. I'm not familiar with shadow steel. I so, assumed it was just a precious metal. So he sends these thieves in and they attract the metal and they come out raving mad. Then he has his knights kill them, looks like a hero, uh, and just takes the metal for himself. Shrugs. I... I have not... It was more of me talking to myself than you, Fremont, but it's, it's, it's right. But, so, knowing this uh, mother and uh, too many sisters, uh, Helmine, Helmine, um, Helmine, um, <laughs> so mother and Helmine, uh, both still choose to stay with the duke that's the thing i i'm not sure that they know this i've not told them what happened to our family i mean everyone is with the duke uh, he has a seemingly abandoned home uh, abandoned our maybe some of ours uh, you cannot blame them for looking to be somewhere safe during dark rainy month they should be capable of defending themselves. What what happened? They I should. Uh, do your friends know if the? No, he cuts them off. Right. Am I not free to speak of it? <laughs> kind of looks a bit defeated. Like you've now kind of let the cat out of the bag, haven't you? Yes, I think not it's not best much. just uh, you know be full, uh, let the information flow. I can kill them if you'd like, Emon. And he starts to no, walk <laughs> over towards the, the repeater gospel on the ground. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think you could. These people far outrank um, your abilities, dear brother. I survived a whole week during dark rain in the wild, Emon. Surely I can take on a gray girl and a pale man and a blurry man. Perhaps. Is there a house, is there a house plant near him? Uh, no house plants, no. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, maybe, maybe some lives. flowers in a vase on the on the dining table. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna cast plant growth on the on the on the the house plants, and uh, they're gonna 
reach up and grab the crossbow. Oh, what the hell? They like uh, grab onto the crossbow, and the the crossbow kind of like creaks a little bit as the wood of it is, is t- uh, gripped and, and strangled. Um, uh, as you can see, I, I don't think they take too kindly to their lives being threatened, and they would at least be formidable for you. I could fight them with my bare fists. I'm sure you could, Fremont. But, anywho, let's all relax. He looks towards Onera. He starts to pour a bottle of wine into glasses. It is not Hugo Grandvoss. It's some other cheaper stuff. Hey, hey, tell your friend there to pour the better stuff. I see what he's got there. Emon, what the hell is this man blabbering about? He doesn't speak. Whatever Rylan is speaking, that's not Charnel. Hugo Grandvoss, I know you have it. Uh, I love Hugo Grandvoss, but I just ran out. Um, he Inside says... Jack. Inside Jack. Uh, he, did, he said that in sure and all. Oh. Well, I rolled a nine anyways. I would respond uh, that uh, <laughs> he thinks that you aren't good enough for such a fine vintage. And smiles. Oh. That was rather rude. Did you say your brother's name was Fremon? <laughs> yeah, Fremon. <laughs> weird. Fremon with an FR in front of it. Yeah, weird. Not the not the most creative. <laughs> yeah, Fremon, Jamon. Whoa, <clears throat> more like Lamon. All right, hey. now, now you're attacking. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, can we deflate the giant plant? Mon, what is happening right now? What are we doing here? Who is this man? Yeah, what? What are we? What? What's the goal oh. here? I'm sorry, uh, I thought that Ilfarin was translating for you. Ilfarin has been peeping over there for the past 40 minutes. What, sorry? Yes, he's still in his, he's in his eye. <laughs> oh. I'm just, uh, looking around, that's all. Did you not agree to translate to our nice friends there? Yes, yes, no, well, he's, look, I'm... In uh, his eye. I'm very, uh, uh, you know, preoccupied at the moment. <laughs> do, do you know there's ten guards in here? So I let's can we just have a seat? Let's have a seat. Let's have, break everything. This is the head of the table. Okay. <laughs> we are we are here because because why? We are here because because, because would... you need to you need to turn in your what your language? Quest. Are, what language are you speaking? Uh, I'm speaking. Uh, I'm speaking Imperial Farm. Damn. Uh, uh, if I knew Sharnal, I would t- I would speak Sharnal. I will I will translate for, for I'm not gonna leave them out of the conversation. I'll I'll give a general translation of whatever they're saying. You need to just make sure that your your d de- your duty is is done, and obviously get to the bottom of whatever is befalling your family. Yes, right. Except for the main problem that my duty, um, the promised rewards for my duty seems to have been usurped, and he has been robbing from my home and committing very nefarious deeds, it seems. Amon, what are you saying to them? I am saying that um, the Duke uh, perhaps is doing some nefarious things, and that uh, I'm not here just purely to collect my reward for finding what he wanted me to find. Ah, yes, right. They're very nefarious deeds. Yes, thank you, Fremont. He looks back and... <laughs> I'm sorry. Fremon is the funniest shit I've ever heard. So, I have to ask. What... To what end do we... Do you wish to pursue this? Do you wish to get this man out of power? Do you wish him to relinquish all that he's taken from you? Yeah, that is important. Um, 
because you can't just destabilize the dude. Clearly, he's the 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 figurehead of the economy in your village. If you take him out, then how? Who is going to take over? It certainly cannot be you, unless you're. It could be any one of my family members. We are the at least closest. I feel like we need to speak to your sister and mother to get the full picture. I agree. Um, but I would like to find a way to prove that he has uh, betrayed his people, not just Bonosau, but the entire kingdom of Charnal. And I will use, you know, uh, in the future, what he did against him. I wish that we had more time, but I know that we must be moving on to uh, the next place very soon. But I, I am here to hopefully garner more information from my dear brother here, who has been living here for 10 years. I mean, Iman, it sounds like the only way we're going to gather the information we need is if we head to your home. Iman, you receive a message. Oh, fuck. It's in your we mind, go to the, uh... Will we go back to the Duke's place and talk to his mom and, and sister? Emon, I am ready to leave the Raven Court. Where are you currently? Uh, <laughs> I would uh, reply. I'd be, snap- back. I'd be snapping at Emon. Emon. Yeah, he's kind of his eyes it? are kind of glazed over, and he'd kind of just draw back in general. Um, for our listeners, this is of course Linda, the the sister that they've been kind of messaging back and forth and scrying on back at the Raven Court this whole time. Continue. I have returned home to our family farm. I'm sitting with Fremont now. Uh, things have changed here. There's no response. Of course. Okay. Cast. Uh, yeah. Did you say that out loud? Is that how the sending spell works? Is that like an out loud? I, d- I did, yeah. I just kind of, like, my eyes glazed over, and you'd hear me reply in Chernal, and then obviously the farm would understand it. And then, yeah, if you ask, I'll talk. Like um, I said, I'm on okay. We have to go to your home. Or as Onero said, we have to speak to your mother and your sister. We are at yes. my home. Well, we're talking about your estate. Oh, oh um, yes. he blinks a few more times. Right. Um, yeah, Linda just chimed in and asked what my location was. Alinda, the demon talker. My sister. He looks at you. And what did you oh. say? Rylan would get a little bit more tense. I said that I am sitting at the table talking to Fremont at our family home. Where else? <sighs> Rylan would smack the fucking... his forehead. Very audibly. Why would you do that? Because I very much wish to get to the bottom of whatever is going on at the Raven Court and with my sister and she's... So you're going to bring the issue here at Bonusau with your duke, I mean... who has been stealing the shadow steel, who has been converting the prisoners here to well, mindless Well, if buffoons. anybody... If anybody might know how to figure out what's going on with him and the candle, it might be another person that talks to candles. And but why wouldn't they both of them be intertwined? Why wouldn't they both be allies in this endeavor? They might be. They might be ad- adverse and to each other. And if they were, then she would already know where I was. Though no? was he not writing about agents and me being back? Yeah, and if she's evil, then we'll just you know deal with it. Well, we're just going to have to deal with the demons and Ravencourt wizards and all this bullshit. You're a seraph. Can't you deal with demons? Um, I'd just like to mention something really quickly. Uh, take us take us out of this current situation and into what I'm seeing in my head. Um, look, there's um, chests here, right? Um, but I'm not seeing anything... Uh, uh, you know, these stories of people going in and coming out and they're covered in the shadow steel. Um... There's nothing. In the estate. The Duke's estate. Correct. There's nothing. There's no shadow steel there. There's no shadow steel. 
I, I have uh, counted the positions of, of everybody. I have looked in every single room. There is nothing. Well, he, he had shadow steel on him. He had a dagger, a scratch pad, and a ring. Well, sure, but I've been in his room. There's uh, not much there at all. You're talking high, high quantities here. Can you tell me really quickly, out of character, where you have been in the estate of fire? Um, I have been in every room so far. Um, I have noted down the position in a notepad the positions of every guard and everybody that I have found in here, including outside. I've been a lap around the outside. Um, I have been on top of it to see any points of entry uh, that we could use. Um, and I've noted those down. Um, so yeah, the only thing I haven't checked is the interiors of things, so the interiors of chests and stuff like that. Um, Have you been zooming in inside of chests or something? No, 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 okay. I can't. I, can't. I, don't, I don't even know if we can do that. Right, uh, so you're looking around, right? Mm -hmm. I would say that you're actively looking for things, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's something suspicious going on here. I've been in every room, and I can't find any scent of anything that is... It's it, it has to be here, right? Make a perception roll for me. Okay, no. Nope, nope. Yeah, partner. Not too good you have it. advantage. Do I? You're standing next to me, so yeah. But I'm True. looking through my Yeah, but it's your head. spell. You're making the perception check. It's the spell that's like seeing, but it's your perception check, right? I would agree with that. Okay, sure. Advantage then. 18. 18. Dang. I'd have to say nothing stood out then. Wow. Um, what? Damn. You would look at the man. I'm sorry. The uh, the, the place is uh, typical, symmetrical. Um, uh, there's nothing more to say. So now what? I don't know. Well, I, I think it'd be very beneficial to talk to Amon's sister. Yes, and the, the fact that the matter is he could be hiding it somewhere else or with magical means. So. Well, didn't they say they would go in and then they would come out? Yes, so it has to be in there. On the grounds, within the woods. No, um, they would go into my manor, I believe, and come out. into your. I thought that was why he was building the walls to keep them in. Am I am I incorrect in thinking that they, they don't come out of the main estate with, with the? Shop. No, it's not the Duke's estate. It's it's yeah. yours. Okay, your manor, the the ruined one. They're building a wall around it. Gotcha. Yeah, probably so they can keep one. farming it. Could be. They're just sitting there fucking killing people and getting shadow steel. That's, right. that's the other place. Okay, it's so, my my home. Right. Say okay. estate and manor. Estate, manor. Is yours, <laughs> and the manor is the duke's, right? No. The manor <laughs> is Come on, we don't have time for this. What do we need to do now? Emon, <laughs> what the hell are you saying to them? Um, yeah, we are arguing about <laughs> this the... This is so stressful. <laughs> we are arguing about uh, the possible nefarious things that the duke could be doing. Uh, we, we already told him this. <laughs> we are very nefarious. We are still, yes, arguing about this. Um, uh, we're talking about speaking with my sister, uh, our sister. And, Do you uh, know that he has cut the taxes 10%? He squints. He's cut taxes 10% for everyone? For everyone. It's fantastic. I don't... Because he's being able to pay with Shadow Steel. Yes, our Shadow Steel. The taxes. He doesn't need the taxes from everybody else. What is this shadow steel that you keep speaking of? Okay, so imagine some of the most valuable and possibly dangerous uh, valuable metals that you could find. This is shadow steel. Yeah, oh, okay. rich rock. Metal. Yes, the rich rock. And apparently there was quite a bit at our old manor. 
And, um, well, the, the Duke seems to have been absconding with it. That makes sense now. Right. Carry right. on. Thank Here you. We go then. now. No, his sister's going to show up here. We don't know how or when. What, are we well, going to sit here for the next month? Honestly, if she was actually ready to leave, I'd be expecting her momentarily. She's a wizard. I mean, she should be able to show up at her own whims now. Speaking of which, there is a crash of thunder outside. Ooh. I'd say she's arriving a bit on time. Well, right on. Oh, that's just the weather. Onira. <laughs> Stands up, walks over to the door and opens the door. As you open the door, there is a woman in a robe already reaching for the door handle. There are actually three people there. They are in uh, all in robes, hoods up. They are black robes with red trim. And you find that uh, one of them is a male figure. The other two are females. Hi. Hello. I suppose that you are one of Emon's friends. Yes. Uh, so to speak. <laughs> I am Alinda Lebescond. All right. Who are your friends? This is Vova. V O V A. He's uh, he actually made a lot of appearances in the B side when they were up north. Um, and then she gestures to the other one. The, who pulls off her hood. And this is Mitty's. Oh, I'm cringing. Fuck! I try to uh, hide my nice face. Nice to meet you all. <laughs> uh, everybody's inside. Uh, we were just having a bit of a discussion. There's, I, I guess, uh, a lot to be done here and elsewhere. So perhaps you all will prove to be very useful for them. I'm Onira, by the way. Onira, nice to meet you. I'm sure that we will be very useful. As uh, cool. Onira is at the door, Rylan would be sitting at one of the chairs, kind of leaned back, uh, and be holding his like his gun, his finger on the table in the gun motion, ready for anything. Everybody, um, we have uh, here uh, Alinda, um, Vova, and uh, Matisse. Rylan immediately just puts his head down on the table. <laughs> Rylon, Rylon, are you in here? No. She through. Alinda is also there, and so is Vova. Vova comes in last. Rylon's not here. Can I take a message? Rylon? Uh, Matisse sees you. She steps around the corner, like, to to the room that is the dining room that you guys are in. It's really you. Uh, Rylon? Yes, it is I, Matisse. Oh, Rylon, stand up. <laughs> I Come on. hear the chair get pushed back very angrily as I stand up. She holds out her arms and does that, like, kind of come here motion with both of her hands. Yeah, I very, like, like don't want to do it. I come over and give her a hug. And where is Halifax, Rylon, and Gabriel and, and Ruben? Well, Gabriel and Ruben, uh, I believe, are a bit short outside of Tausa at this point. If my calculations are correct, they are but moments outside of the city. She cuts you off. Is Halifax under the table? And she, like, ducks down and, like, looks underneath the table. Uh, that would have been very Halifax to do, I feel like. No, uh, Matisse, Halifax is no longer with us. But did he travel somewhere else, right? He's dead. Call out from the head of the table. Can we move this along? We Matisse have... gulps and glares at, at you, Amon. Uh, yeah. Kind of ironic coming to Amon. We're talking to Faymon, for goodness sakes. Listen, Matisse. He, his affliction got the better of him, and he couldn't withstand it anymore, and he was plucked to the Aether. One of her lips, um, like the top lip, 
right corner starts to like come up a little bit partial snarl and and her uh, left eye starts to kind of twitch her jaw starts to tremble a little bit I tried to save him but I mean even the one over there I point to Amon tried to save him and at risk at his own health and there was not much we could do and Reuben Gabriel when was the last time you spoke to them right about a day and a half ago at best her lower jaw kind of like quirks to the side a little bit in annoyance right we can discuss this later for now i believe odinda has some things to say yeah i'm just sitting at the table kind of like staring past uh matisse uh, towards olinda like not very happy looking emon i've come here on behalf of the duke gulps oh i fucking slap my head again he wanted me to speak with you said there are some discrepancies or disagreements or, or tension something uh, between the two of you ah uh, something like that he'd say he leans back in his chair and he crosses his arms he's just kind of watching observing right now Emon, there are greater forces at work than you understand i would suggest that you stay out of it <laughs> volva is like off to the side arms crossed hood down but like standing there uh kind of has long brown hair behind him and sort of like a not a bun more of a ponytail and uh just arms crossed against the wall remaining quiet observing i would be uh since the moment she walked in even talking to matisse i would be kind of averting my gaze from matisse as disrespectful as that may be just keeping my eye on alinda the whole time Mm -hmm. i will look to alinda um i will say do um, you share a kinship with the uh, with the Duke? Uh, the Duke is the reason that I went to the Raven Court. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. He sent me when I was young. You have maintained contact. Yes, the benefactor and uh, we benefactee. We communicate by uh, different forces than magic. Are you sure? She shrugs, kind of teeter totters her head side to side. A form of magic, but... Can I be honest? Like, speak plainly? You, you may. will not be mad. Uh, your brother had me look into you um, because he was worried for your safety. And I saw you communicating by way of a candle. Was this with the Duke? Um, it, the, the Duke and I both have candles. And your intermediary is this candlelight demon, I suppose? They are separate. They speak on their plane for us. Sending messages. Okay. That seems rather benevolent. Yes. Aren't there much easier ways to speak magically? There are, but I cannot strain my magical capabilities. The Raven Court would be suspicious. Hmm. Easier to get the 13 head cats of heads, then, I suppose. It is. And additionally, the demon is how I am free from the Raven Court's curse. Oh. That's a useful thing to have. Utter a secret and you go... It is, and for the same reason, Vova and Matisse are not afflicted by it. I look over towards Matisse. Alinda gestures to the two. Matisse has by now, like, separated her robe, like, down the middle and has kind of, like, got it swept behind what appears to be a pair of swords and is resting her hands on them. So, you were all at odds with the Ravencourt, then? The Ravencourt is not what it seems. 
So that message uh, sent so uh, long ago was legitimate? I, would I lie to you, Emon? I don't know. I saw you disintegrate in front of me, so it was very strange. What do you mean you saw it? What? I received a message from what was apparently you saying the Raven Court is not what it seems. And then you disintegrated. Uh, she squints. Emon, what are you talking about? Have you been smoking the dream leaves? Glances towards uh, <laughs> Rylan. Um, yeah, you would see Rylan start to reach up his other hand mm -hmm. from, his, from, the, from his pocket. <laughs> Without any further knowledge of your curse, I had this dream. I had this message delivered to me. Another one of ours has received a similar message. So excuse me if I don't find it a bit uh, strange that you're here before the end of Dark Rain. You it, was this a dream, Emon? It uh, could have been. Sometimes dreams are dreams. Yes, and sometimes two members of the same alliance have the same type of dream. And sometimes uh, you should trust your sister. Uh, Matisse. Uh, yes, Rylan. How did you contact me? You're not a graduate of the Raven Court. How do you know these magics? What do you mean, how did I contact you? You spoke to me. How did you contact me? I was... When was this? I don't know. A week ago? A couple days ago? She ponders for a moment. She has kind of like a look of realization on her face. I, I was praying the other night, right on. Praying? I, I was praying. It makes a difference. Praying for whom? For me? It, to you. Right on. The only seraphs that I know are you and Stasriel. So what is this talk about you being in a partnership with a demon as well? Me in a partnership with a demon? No, I'm not in a partnership with a demon, Rylan. The demon has gotten rid of the curse? The demon has, yes, but it's not my demon. So it just did it of its own free will for fun? So this is just very hard to follow for yeah. someone who's not had the, I don't know what to call it, uh, context? of all of this let me put it this way right on we have been Volva and myself and um, Alinda we've been making trips from the Raven court back to here there's a a circle in the Duke's estate we've been teleporting back via magic to transport shadow steel back secretly where we can and it's been able to satiate the demon that has stopped us from being cursed by the Raven Corp. Rylan's knuckles would immediately it's start to the crack. So what end are you satiating this demon, though? Alright, I'm just gonna make a... a to, um, out of your professional opinion, Prowler, mm -hmm. to resist the urge to scream your head off, what would you say that check would be? Probably charisma. Alright. Like a saving throw or an ability check? Yeah, probably charisma saving throw. 18. Okay. Rylan's face would go from his kind of palish pink to a now, like, it looks red. Like, he is trying to maintain a very honest posture, but he's very, very angry right now. Matisse and, he's, and he's trying not to pop off. Like, as is you, Matisse, I don't know what it is with Matisse, but it, she does, god damn, does she piss me off. Uh, Rylan, uh, breathe. It looks like you're not breathing. Because I am not. Well, on your your face is red. Are you feeling warm? Warm is uh, a way I would describe it. Yes. 
Okay, so you're you're feeding shadow steel that you're getting from the manor of a mom somehow that and you're feeding it to a demon that is benevolent or or what? It is a it's contract your... that we fulfill. So the contract ensures that you feed it shadow steel to whatever end that would help a demon. It is better then... than the Raven Court getting it. Right. Go on. Ask me how I know. Yes, how do you know? Because she kind of smirks a little bit. The Duke sent me at a young age to spy on the Raven Court. The Raven Court seeks a valley where there is a great deposit of rich rock. We know the valley. Yes. They will Why be... have they not gone there? Because they are not yet sure where it is. Okay. Volva has been tasked with finding it. And Volva has been feeding them misinformation this whole time. But we are starting to believe that they are getting suspicious, so we figured it was time to, and she does like an air quote, graduate from the Raven Court. Time to leave. We are now away from it, and we'll stay away from it. Okay. I don't think it's very long till they find out where this place is. The Lich and his army are moving there as we speak. She kind of looks confused. The Lich? The Lich in an undead army. <sighs> And perhaps we should not reveal too much information currently. Why do you think I am a spy, Amon? Perhaps. Things I think change, it seems. Right. A spy for Delacru. This whole time. Yes, a spy on the Ravencourt. What of it, Amon? And consorting with devils and demons for what? For an escape from a decision that you made? For a way to escape the Raven Court, yes. Some sacrifices have to be made. I feel like we are just missing a whole lot of context. Hmm. That's about ten years worth. Yes. By the way, I went eight years without hearing from you. And this is how you greet me. Let us just say that my trust is hard to come by at the moment. I've had a very long ten years. Mon, and... I am your sister. Perhaps. I am your flesh and blood, Emma. You've been gone for ten years, and then to come to realize that your sister, what I believe to be a friend of mine, has been your people to mine Rich Rock for what? For your dealer crew, who spits in face when you ask to leave your family home all this time. You're being sent on a this mission just to realize that this rich Nothing more than a conduit for the Aether that will summon more than demons and devils into this world. Th this is where we are now. This is a waste of time. This whole place, your home, garbage. Let it rot, because that's what it is now. Uh, Linda looks to Matisse and back to you. You must be the Holy One, then. She says an influent Imperial, but just without an accent. Right, and you're the unholy one. Get to your point. What is your problem with demons? Other than the fact that they are not you. Or the fact that they... This is always the case with Seraphs. They think uh -huh. they are above everything, that they are better, that they are the only ones that can do good. Of course. I'm sorry, little girl. I don't know how long you've been alive. But uh, from the moment I've been alive, I've been fighting these demons that you call friends. Um, and I've seen them do nothing more than turn people despair, lie, cheat, steal, steal people's life essence, turn people into slaves, cause wars, rage hell, um, only after the cause of a whim. And now that you're telling me that they 
Hoarding Shadow Steel, which is a connection to the Aether, which not only turns demons more than mad than they already are, but turns the gods mad. And the last time I checked, um, they are reason why they have ended up dead. Now, um, you not only formulate your alliance with the Raven Court, but with this Duke who also wishes to hoard the Shadow Steel. So I'm not finding any positives or benefits to this benefactory that you have encountered. So you understand why I'm a bit tense in the situation. The world is not perfect, holy man. The world is full of things like this. You think that everything is perfect and innocent? You think that only good should be done? And yet, Olinda, you are feeding something, an extremely powerful, uh, magical means of committing atrocities. Something that has no interest in the survival of us. No interest in people. Why have you done this? You ignored everything we've ever learned. Amon, the Lumea is a joke. When was the last time they spoke to you? They have. Uh, they have not spoke to me. Right, they have not spoke to any of us. Well, if you recall, it seems that our family failed, not them. Our home was burnt. Our home was desecrated. So of course they did not speak to us. Did you expect them to come to our horse farm? Ugh. Right. Well, wherever you go after this, Emon, I wish you luck. But you should not be in Bonasau anymore. Emon, your sister speaks with such confidence, and she's for so long, yet she is the most idiotic woman here in the room. It is quite sad. Make your decision now what we intend to hear, for we have little time. Well, it sounds like a number of dangerous things are happening. Rylan, my friends, what do you recommend? Hmm... Tricky situation. And it is, yeah. But we should also be aware that we are sitting in the presence of someone who will report everything we say back to the Duke, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what is the Duke going to do? It seems like... The Duke is going to do nothing. He does yeah, not it's... care. He doesn't care. So, why... Why is this Duke of this... Forgive me, but... Small village in Charnol... Why would he have sent you to spy on the Raven Court? Does he have connections greater than he lets on? If I told you everything, how good of an agent would I be? I don't think you would be very good, but I'm just trying to understand. Right. As of right now, I'm having a very hard time understanding. I understand the, the want to do good and the willingness to perhaps sacrifice one's moral code in doing so. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to garner to what end is the, is what I keep coming back to. Because I can understand some people's want. We met the Lich. The Lich wants to protect his people. He is at odds with the, the Raven Court because uh, something involving the Druid, some other stuff that I've only begun to understand. Uh, what is motivating you to do all of this, these things? To what end are you following? What is your ultimate goal? In short, it is to have the upper hand. In what? She leaves it at that. In are you war? going to go now? I don't know. No. I might not even go with these people to where they're going. I won't. I'm still trying to make the decision. I will stay and leave with my friends here when we decide. The upper hand must be quite a... Quite an important thing that you're devoted to. Hmm? Spends ten years undercover is quite a 
Mm, I mean, uh, you know, you you get sent to the Raven Court by uh, somebody else. You uh, you you end up having to do things for a demon in order to get out of the Raven Court. You uh, do you have autonomy here? Do you, do you make choices? She slowly brings her eyes over towards Ilfarn. Of course, I make choices. Hmm. Good. It's just an observation because right now it seems like you, you do what the Duke tells you to, and then uh, you do what the Demon tells you to because the Duke tells you to, and um, I don't know. It seems you're kind of stuck in the middle of this. Not uh, everyone can be the Kingpin. Mm. I have my part. When and I when was the deal with the Demon made? Some was few years ago. Left? I was given was the recipe for the candle when I left. I could not it take it with made, me. It was only made because you needed to communicate with the Duke. It's the only reason. And to get rid of this curse. She nods. Well, this is all a lot. Probably not even scratching the surface of what's actually going on. Mm. It's a rather sticky situation. One band-aid after another. I need some fresh air, and I am going to just walk out of the fucking room. Walk out of the building, to be exact. Linda says behind you as you're leaving in Imperial. Good. You're not welcome in my home. As I'm walking past her, my wings flare out and they just kind of shove her out the way as I keep moving. She's and you, uh, Miss Matisse and uh, Mr. Vova, who's remained quite silent in this whole thing, you are you are operating simply to thwart the Ra- the Raven Court and their and their goals. Is that is that correct? Okay. Noted, uh, Jimmy. Um, sorry, repeat that, Kuda. Uh, I said. Miss Matisse and Mr. Vova, who's remained quite silent. Um, you all are operating simply in the interest of thwarting whatever the Raven Court is is doing. That's your ultimate goal. Matisse starts to speak up. Uh, yes, the Raven Court is. I was given a. I was an aberrant aura, yeah, a few weeks ago. And there was a man in Fallowheart named the Druid. He gave me a chance to be cured of my affliction, and thus mm-hmm. took me with him to the Raven Court, and I began to study there. But quickly I realized that it is not a good place. How? There's, so to speak, kind of factions there. If it's very clear, there are people that are there truly to study magic and be good people, and serve the, the whole of Etheris in the best way they can, and there are people that seek only power and benefit to themselves. Those people are dangerous. The druid is one of them. I'm confident in it. Okay. And Mr. Vova, your name was? Vova cannot speak. Why? He was sent to the north to complete a task and failed. He mentioned having met my friends Rydon and Gabriel, but for failing the task, his tongue was cut out. Oh, he I'm sorry. is limited very much in his spell casting because of it. The spells that do not require verbal communication are at least being improved upon and specialized in. Hmm. So you met he had met the friends of of Rylon there that he tra- traveled with previously. Yes, and he spoke very highly of them. Okay. He said that they saved his life at one point. Wow. You know, you travel for so long and know, know all of this is happening underneath your nose. It's just, it's hard to uh, try and make sense of it all without all the pieces 
on the, mm-hmm. on the board and just trying to understand. Um, right. Uh, one moment. I'd like to um, go and find Rylon. Sure. I'll go out quietly mm-hmm. and quickly. And uh, I'll head towards the door. Go look for Rylon. Jimmy? You would walk outside and there'd be nobody there. Hmm. I'll take a few more steps outside and kind of uh, look around. Just, you know, I know he has wings. Maybe he's flown off somewhere. Make a perception check. 15. Don't know, Prowler. It's up to you. <laughs> you and I both know that he doesn't see anything. Okay. Yeah, you don't see shit. All right. I will just go back inside and close the door again and why you take a seat. To roll. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how long it's been, so... It seems like it's been a... You stepped out like two minutes ago in character talking. Is Rylon all right out there? Um, probably. Probably just gone for a walk to clear his head. And it's not going to go chase him down. He was always a bit hot-headed with me. I should give him some. So what? What is the the Raven Court's goal here? Do we know that? I looked to Amon and and Ilfarn. Uh, nothing good. I, I, I don't think bad. we've ever known the Raven Court's goal. We've bumped into them a few times. What about the druid? Negative. The, the druid. See, uh, this was something that came up before, but I can't quite remember what lines it was on. It, it was on a negative one. That much did, I'm certain. Alinda speaks up. The druid seeks power. He wants to control the Aether to have creation at his fingertips. That sounds like someone winning. Like how, like how Conrad. Yes. Um, they, um, one of our warnings spoke of the Raven Court bringing something terrible at the end of Dark Rain. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Probably at this valley. Likely. But, and so what? Now Rylon's gone, so we don't know where the answer to this. But why did we need, why did they all need to go to Talstar? What was happening in Talstar? Um, from what I understand, I this, I know that there's a there are people in Talstar. Yeah, yes, uh, okay, I, I the, this whole thing, you know, I kind of uh, I uh, meet uh, Rylan and Amon on the road, and uh, you know, I travel with them because it's it's what I do, and uh, the the finer strokes of this uh, have always been a bit lost on me. Uh, from what I understand, they have friends, uh, friends uh, that one knows. I wag a finger at Matisse. Um, somewhere else, and uh, they had to get something. I can't remember what. Mm-hmm. But, but as for the reason, I uh, um, something about the lich. I, I believe something uh, about that. That sounds about right to me. So you followed Rylon on this quest and did not even know the reasoning behind it. Partly, yes. That's kind of admirable. Um, well, I know in Talstar there is a bunch of Solima worshipping clerics. Mm-hmm. That's what I was told by uh, at least someone that used to be one of them. Matisse speaks um, up. It's the Order of Dawn. We encountered yes. them in Gravenstein. Yes. They tried to capture me because I was an abomination at the time. I also uh, met some of them when I was there. Nasty folks, for sure. They want to m- murder a bunch of people to sacrifice to Solima in the name of justice. Hmm. And where is the justice in that? Uh, says Alinda. Probably uh, there's justice in their own minds, but misguided justice, perhaps. Hmm. It seems to me like a bunch of needless slaughter. And hmm. what is to separate that from a demon? Well, um, the interpretation and perception are a powerful thing. 
the way that we look at a demon is not the way that you look at a demon, and the way that they look at justice and sacrifice is not the way that any of us do. So they want to kill a bunch of things there at uh, at Star. And that is also the point at which Rylon wanted to meet back up with his friends after they, mm-hmm. I guess, gathered a bunch of things, right? Yes, something like that, yes. Are you not going to Talstar? Matisse asks. I, uh, I, 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 I think we would go to Talstar. It's just, um, when you're doing something and someone arrives and tells you not to do that thing for some reason, they said that they, they can't really tell you the reasons, um, kind of makes you want to do it. But why? Because, Is uh, it not possible to just let things lie? See, leave things be. Is it so if, if we were to have gone through what, what, what we've been through and had just let things lie, you know, each thing we just we just let it lie, we, we wouldn't be in the position we were in. All of this, it's all information. It's all uh, knowledge, picking up things, different people, different views. Everyone's got a piece of the puzzle. That's why it's interesting. So when you just... get some explanation, it's uh, why? What are they hiding? What are their motives? I'm not sure if I should go to Talstar, but I don't know. The more I hear about the plight of Rylon and his friends and uh, what they're going through and what's happening, I feel like, um, I don't know, maybe there is connection between many things going on. I think there is. And uh, when you're blessed with the power to defend oneself and the knowledge of how to do certain things, not going in the direction of horrible atrocities and letting them lie it seems like uh, you are partly to blame mm. Mm-hmm. at least in my mind see the reason i'm here is because uh i think i'm similar to you in a way you know you just go from place to place you pick up jobs and you you move on you stay with people for a while and uh, you never uh you never really delve between or, or beneath the surface right uh, am i correct no, in saying that no that's horribly off oh Okay, well, fair enough. Well, that's Sorry. that's kind of what I do. I just, I just, I just bounce around, you know, fill up time, make something out of nothing. I'll tell you what: <laughs> when the business in Telstar is done, come back here, and I will explain. Right. I'm afraid that after what happens in Telstar is that's when things will get real. That's when the valley comes into play. Then I will meet you at the valley. Another one meeting us at the valley. Very good. I'm meant to go there anyway. We are all three meant to go there. How come? Because the Raven Court cannot be allowed to do its deed. <laughs> we are all working towards the same thing, you see. We want the upper hand. And so we do what we must to keep an eye on the Raven Court. The Duke mm. is not an evil man. But we all must make sacrifices. I don't think he's evil, but it's hard to know when you don't know what the the intention is. Mm-hmm. To What's stop up the hand, the Raven God. That's it. That's his whole thing for the last ten years since he sent you off. It has been to stop the Raven Court. How did he know? Where did this knowledge come from? I do not know. I do not mm-hmm. know everything that the Duke knows. The 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 Duke of again this uh, this um, quaint little village. Yes, small village. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's all just very strange. I'm sure you can see that. 
I am not so naive that I cannot. Hmm. Do you know about the beast? Do any of you know about the beast? I have seen the beast, Matisse says. You were with Rylon when he summoned it. And again when we saw it outside of Grabenstein. Right. What about Vova? Put up a hand for yes, two for no. He puts up a two. Right. <sighs> Olinda, would you, um, unless anyone has anything else to ask my dear sister, would you mind returning to your uh, keeper's manor so my friends and I can discuss things? If I must, Imon. You must, he says, like kind of a, just kind of like a dead look, very like, disappointed, not quite sad, just neutral. She looks to Vova and Vova nods and then she looks to Matisse and puts a hand on Matisse's shoulder. Right, let's go. And starts to walk outside the door. And, uh, and Matisse doesn't know any of you guys on like a, a level of any sort, so he doesn't really pay you too much mind. But if Rylan were here, maybe things would be a little bit different. Either way, she leaves with uh, with Alinda and Vova. They close the door behind themselves. And Fremont is still there, just kind of sitting at the table drinking wine. And we are going to come away from this for a moment to Rylan, who lands at the tavern in town. It seems that spirits are fairly high. People are sort of celebrating as, you know, the battle that would have, you know, the battle that would have just happened uh, has previously ended like, you know, an hour or two ago. And so uh, everyone is still very in high spirits. I would immediately look around as quick as possible for uh, Stazril and the gang. Uh, you don't see any of them down here. Oof. Actually, you might see, I'd say you see Isaac down here. Okay, then I... Push my way through. I guess honestly, my wings are still out, so I just push my way through the crowd and make my way towards Isaac. Hey, Rylan. Isaac, where is Stasriel and Conrad? They're upstairs in the room. Well, what are you doing down here by yourself? Waiting for you, having a drink. I look at the table. Is there another drink at the table? There's a single ale tankard. Is it his? Yeah, he's, he's holding onto it. Okay. Things have uh, gone into. Uh, a bit, a bit of a dive, rather quickly, and I believe I need to make sure that everyone is ac accounted for. Everyone's fine, Rylan. They're all upstairs. I Things will... are ready. Well, you can go whenever. I nod, and I begin to usher my way up the stairs. Second room, left side. Yep, I throw a hand over the shoulder as I'm moving. You make your way up the stairs. Second room on the left, the door's closed. I knock. Troy opens it. Dead. I just kind of push my way in. <laughs> Hey, Rylan. Stasriel. Hey, yes, Rylan. It appears that we have our guests. Clement is behind Stasriel, just kind of hanging out. Stasriel has his wings out. He's, he's being casually stretching them. And uh, you see on the floor, drawn out, is a circle. A lot of sigils and runes there. And, uh, and Conrad is standing in the middle of it, just kind of like holding his hands out, just measuring everything like by finger length and stuff like that, making sure everything is, is in place. And he seems to ignore you for now. He's like caught up in what he's doing. It appears that uh, as a slight dissonance to the situation at hand, Amon has contacted his sister, and she has arrived here at his family's home, quote unquote, bringing that, with him, bringing with the, her another, and Matisse. Oh, Matisse is here. Yes, and it appears that they are all in cahoots of being connoisseurs or conversators with, with the demons, Matisse included. A change of pace I did not expect, admittedly. It appears okay. that they've... All three of the people who have come here are moving themselves away from the Raven Court, but are under the thumb of the 
of the of the duke here, the estate. And he has been using them to usher Rich Rock from the from Amon's estate for the past couple of weeks. And for what reason? Well, money. I'm assuming money, yes, I assume, but at the cost of the people that live here, turning them mad every horde that he sends in there. He comes out richer, they come out mad, he has them killed, he looks popular, keeps the people happy, keeps things going. But the people, these three, Matisse, Olinda, and the other one, I believe his name was Vova, I don't know, it was weird. But he, they all three of them are, have been used, they've contacted this demon to remove the curse of the Raven Court off them. And this is why they no longer suffer from this affliction, similar to Carl Conrad in his time in the whatever mirror plane that he was in, was able to remove this curse from himself. And they intend on gathering a large amounts of rich rock for, for what reason I do not know, but they seem to have greater knowledge of the situation that we are finding ourselves into. And Conrad speaks up now in his less pleasant sort of way. Right, then when are we leaving? Because that's all I need to know. Well, this is why I've arrived. I've come here to inform you, and then whatever the situation is, when I arrive, return back to Amon and, and Elfarin and Onira, what, what we want to do. Because it seems to me that this place is fucked beyond repair, and his whole family has been in on it for probably since he's been sent off on this little mission. Violent. You can't save everything. Oh, I know. Trust me, I know. So, bring him here, and let's go. I like towards Dazriel. I'll tell you what, we can come back if you like. I don't mind it. I just need to rest when we get there. Dazriel looks at you. He does have a point, Rylan. We cannot save everyone. <sighs> Rylan kind of just looks at his hands, and they just are just, like, very tense. They're just probably as red as his face at this point. He just... Is really conflicting on what to do, but he's yeah, a nod. Stezreal approaches you and puts a hand on your shoulder. Rylan, you and I have been through a lot, and you're a good man. You're one of the best I've known. But there is a time when we need to look past where we are and towards the future. It seems there are more pressing matters at stake. And we'll return here. I'll come with you, and we can figure out everything. Zabriel's help or not. I kind of like, uh, place my hand behind Stazriel's head and kind of like bring in like forehead to forehead touch and then just kind of give a nod and look over his shoulder towards Clement and realize the promise I made him to make sure he gets to his father and mm -hmm. uh, give everyone else, whoever else is in the room, I guess Troy or uh, yeah, Troy a nod and uh, I will just immediately make my way outside the tavern and fly back as quick as I can, double haste. Okay, I'll announce when you get back there, coming back to Amon. Uh, your sister, Vova, and, and Matisse have just left. Mm. So, what's the plan? Um, Looks at him on. I think we have to burn down my family's home. <laughs> Wait, are you saying this an imperial, like, norm, or...? Uh, imperial norm, yep. <laughs> Fremont is there, like, at the table, drinking wine. Glances to Fremont, like... Um, he like looks back at you two. What does this? What does this accomplish? Does this cripple the duke? It cripples anyone who wishes to abuse whatever might be inside for nefarious means that could hurt many people. And can you just be honest? What is inside your home? What happened to it? And 
what is this thing that you don't want your brother telling us about? Like, what is the worst that it could be? Like, we're not going... I don't care what you are, you know? I'm not going to hate you because... It's of not particularly bad. It's just not supposed to be discussed. And I, unlike the rest of my family members, have stuck a little bit more stricter to the code at which we all agreed to. Um, nevertheless, it seems somewhat less important. I don't think that anyone here would hold much issue with it. Although, and he looks towards Elfarin, this doesn't very much involve uh, either of you, as neither of you are humans, but um, my family long belonged to a order, a secret order, that um, held fast against things that would threaten um, people, uh, specifically humans like myself and my family and many of the people around here. And we worked together, uh, or they worked, to uh, prevent uh, events that, uh, like the gods disappearing, uh, prevent any gods from coming back and taking over control or demons and devils and things like that. You understand. My family played a uh, part in... Hmm. Uh, my family played a large part in this um, for many years, uh, generation to generation. I assume that there were many strange things at my home, but I was too young to really remember uh, what would be there. Um, I have continued to follow in what I was trained by my father for my entire life. And it saddens me greatly to see the rest of my family falling into disarray. So, the rest of your family that you told... Actually, no, I, you were talking in Chernobyl when you said the rest of your family could defend themselves, so... I wouldn't know that. So, you, the rest of your family, they are... Like you, then? Um, well, um... Not all of them, but most of them. Uh, my father trained us as children, and... Those of us who decided to continue and to fully um, enlist, as it were, to the society were given a test. And once that test was passed, we were full-fledged members for life. Which is why I find it so very strange that so many of my family have abandoned their duties. Okay. And where does the bleh come into it? You know, your eyes, appendages, what is that all? That is still but a mystery to me. This is something that happened to me out of nowhere. Um, it was a sudden thing. Um, when you left? After you left? Before you left? It would be about the time that um, my uncle left. He um, disappeared at the manor many years ago. Okay. It's all very mysterious. It is. I'm sure you understand. Mm. And um, I wish I could inform you with more details, but I was but a child when all of this happened. And right. it's been so long, and I've stuck to all of my duties this entire time for what amounts to nothing. Rylon lands at this point, outside the doorway. Still a very capable warrior, so... No one else up nearby. That. Sorry, what was that, Rob? There's nobody else nearby. Like, I don't see Matisse or anybody. No, they're not here. All right. Did I just kind of make my way inside? <laughs> As you're coming out, I'd be like, And so, 
you're right. We are fighters, and so we must burn the home down. Go inside, kill whatever is there if we can. We uncover what mysteries we can in a short amount of time, and we destroy it so that the Duke and the Raven Court cannot abuse it any further. Or my sister, who has apparently fallen trap with a demon devil. I need to look up and see that Rylan's walking. Mm. Hello, Rylan. Why not? Why do we not? I don't know. Part of me thinks it would be a waste burning it down if you were to do that. That is just my assumption for now. Emon, what are you talking about? He looks back to Fremont. Um, uh, We are talking about the uh, misuse of our ancestral home for evil deeds and feeding devils and demons and things. Right, very nefarious. Very nefarious. You should have learned the Imperial Norm instead of watching horses all day. Well, someone had to take care of the horses. Uh, All I'm saying is this. I seriously doubt we have even begun to scratch the surface of what this duke, his aims are, what his goals are, who he might uh, answer to. Uh, And I think going in guns blazing, so to speak, um, would be ill-advised for you and the future of your family should you want to have your family a future. Can these people, Emon, not speak, Shano? Could um, it not be easier for me, please? Just that one there. Would you like me to translate for you from now on? I would appreciate it. I will do so uh, from this point on. Um, and, um, sorry. You know, um, I think uh, maybe I'm just looking at things from, from my perspective, you know, but uh, a running theme, I feel, I've noticed uh, a pattern through time is that um, in all of these things, right, there, there have been there have been a great many things uh, that, that we've been involved in, and uh, we come into it and we want to learn about it, right? We, we ask questions, and if we don't know about it, uh, sometimes we have, to, we have to take the jump, and other times we don't. I think that a problem is that with Shadow Steel, with, um, with Olmer's Gate, even with uh, many of these things, uh, people are playing with things that they don't quite understand. They, 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 they think they do. They, they understand it at a, uh, a basic level. But uh, something like Shadow Steel, I mean, how much could the Duke really know about it, right? There are so many people interested in this. But uh, does anybody actually have the full story? The answers? No, I suppose not, but from what I've seen, all of it should be destroyed if possible. It seems like an extremely dangerous thing to this world. Mm-hmm. But it does make a man very rich, Emon. He says in Charnal as you're translating in response to you. Yes. yes, it makes the Duke very rich. I'm, I've been pleased to see how you've let him rob our estate for so many years. Uh, Emon, why don't we just go take the Shadow Steel from the estate? That is what I'm trying to uh, explain to them. I say that... So hang on, are you saying take it or destroy it? I do not know. We will not take it for ourselves. If we get it, then we would try to find a way to destroy it. Yeah, but then then what? We're going... How does burning down your home get rid of the Shadow Steel is first what I'm trying to say. Where does the Shadow Steel come from, Imon? Is it... Is it... Is there just... Is there just unlimited amounts of it in your home? No. I assume that there was some prior reasoning to my family 
having such quantities of it, but from what it sounds like, the quantities are coming mainly from the gross uh, on these people who go into my home. So t okay. perhaps there is a rift. Oh, Jesus, rifts. I don't say Jesus. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Solomon Christ. Solomon Christ. Listen. Oh, Acheron. Listen, I tire of doing nothing. I um, nearly wanted to knock my own sister out and force some sort of semblance of sense on her, but she is too foolish to see her own ways, and she will eventually learn. Well, very nefarious deeds, Emon. Very nefarious. Thank you, Fremont. Um, just... Just don't know. I just... We do not know enough about what mm -hmm. the Duke is doing. So we either... I mean, what's Rosas' name again, Emon? You, Olinda? Olinda, right. What Olinda was saying, I didn't entirely disagree with, right? That ultimately... Because she's right, the, the, the Raven Court is yes, nefarious. Yes, ultimately we, we could be on the same side, right? My, uh, my issue is that I don't know how they came to that conclusion. I... They got to the right conclusion, right? I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're... We're on the same side, at least at least on that issue. But I don't know how they arrived there, and I don't know what they'll do after that. I don't know how else we differ. I don't trust anything that she said. It doesn't sound like a family member of mine, and whatever words are coming out of her mouth now are not hers, but the Duke's, or the Devil's, or whatever. Um, she has betrayed everything that we have believed in, and if it is true that it was all to escape, then perhaps there's some merit in it, but otherwise can't see why she has done what she has done and why she continues to do it. But I'm sure we could find answers inside of that home. Mm. It would be obviously extremely dangerous. And not to say very, very nefarious. Yes. Close his eyes and just let out like a really long drawn outside. He's on like his fifth glass of wine by now. <laughs> Very nefarious. I will also say, um, the Lich pointed me in the direction of Castle Martorius for information regarding the beast. Mm -hmm. Perhaps there might be more information regarding whatever it is at your home, whatever it is that the Duke wants. I don't powerful mages in the lot, you know what I mean. Mm. Well, um, as the... As my father told me, um, the Lumer should also be very spread across uh, the Charnold Kingdom. There should be many other places. The Lumer are your... This is the society you spoke of? It was. It was supposed to be a... What is a... Uh, a lifelong contract, but... Um, it was mostly just my father, if you understand them. Um, I've not been contacted by the whole since... Uh, ever. He spoke to them when our home was whole. <laughs> and his father before him, and his father before him, and etc. <sighs> so, Rylan, um, what is it you wish to do with all the information we have gleaned? Well, ideally, it would be in everyone's better interest if we were to st stop this repository of, of rich rock at your because we know now what a lot. The rain shadow still can do the portal to the Aether, causing more problems than rewards, as this Duke of yours wishes to hope from 
the depository. As you know, I have a mission elsewhere in Talstar. I am to meet with my friends there who have, I'm sure, risked their lives more times than not to gather the resources necessary to fight whatever incursion arises there from what I would deem to be Sullimites. They are worshippers of the same Arch Seraph as I, but they do not follow the same judgment. They are misguided. They aligned with a principle that is far beyond the truth and they are conjuring or summoning or worshipping something far beyond all of our comprehensions. We are said to have gathered there because by the end of Dark Reign they were going to summon something that is going to change Etheris as we know it. Far beyond the the, the, the future plight of Shadow Steel and the Aether Kindred and all this, this that's all in, in the future. This is what's happening now. And Nier kind of speaks up. Um, if they are well, if they are faithful of Solima, and they are going to Talstar, which is named after the god yeah. Talastar, right. would it not be maybe logical then that they might be trying to do something relating to Talstar? Yeah. See, this is what you would presume, right? Any logical individual with uh, any bit of intelligence so you assume. Maybe something is convincing them that they are Telstar, maybe they are following some falsehood. This is my point. They are fallen they have fallen a fall astray from their judgment. They are the the thing is is that Solima is silent. She does not speak. She shares her wisdom in the acts of present and making your own judgment and using her the words of Talstar in, in an act of of proving one's own sense of, of being able to judge and being able to personify a situation and ensure that your knowledge and your wisdom can bring forth a better tomorrow. But because of her silence, and since Talstar has been gone for many years, it has led many people who follow Lady Vengeance herself and take that to... Uh, the next level. Now, it is quite possible that, especially with all of the things that have been going on that I've bear witness since I've arrived here in this time, that they have are following something far more nefarious, and they are thinking maybe that they are bringing forth a, a better tomorrow, but they are they are not. There is, there as Conrad said, I believe, there is much rich rock in Talstar. Yes, as the Lich has confirmed as well. There is a valley that in the center point con contains a very large assortment of rich rock and well, that there's the valley uh, in the next to the gray spine right and then in Talstar as well right okay so they are using I mean they could be using I do not know but there is a ritual being taken place there that they are going to summon something that I do not know now this is happening in hours if not a day and it's now, I understand that you all have your own missions in this world. Farin, he wants to be sure that he understands exactly what happened his college and his people, and perhaps return to the state he once was. And at this point, he's added more to this adventure than I have ever had. And I would kind of point to his, his, his hand. And then there's Amon. I know you have your village, your family, your people, your sister. You understand that there is now fiendish endeavors that is taking place that not only drives back further than your family home itself and continues onward. And Onera, I'm I'm sorry for what happened. And if I wish I could take if I could turn back time I would. 
And I know you need to get to Castle Martorius. I already talked to Ilfarin about this. I'll repeat it again. When one has the abilities to protect, to do the things that we all can do, it is my opinion that if you are to run away from where you are needed most, then you are just as responsible. I will go with you to Dalstar. Which brings my point. I will see it through, and this is my proper Solima Oath, that I will see it through that you will all get what you want and what you need by the end of all of this. But if I am to ask you one single favor, that you're all great and powerful in your own ways, you all bring great intelligence, wisdom, and strength, that I ask with the great power that you hold, that you also hold great responsibility. And you follow me to meet up with mine and set up whatever endeavor lies there. And once that is said and through, we will complete what we need to do here in Bonasau, Castle Maltorius, and resolve whatever situation arises in Olmir's Gate. If uh, that is what you think is best, uh, then I am more than happy to help you. Um, as I explained, uh, my goal uh, is not just for myself. I still hold true, and things uh, like what you are explaining are the exact thing I should be fighting against. I will say that uh, at one point, uh, when we get back to the manor, we should certainly search it before destroying any shadow steel or the manor itself, as there might be something we could use in such a situation. I mean, I not towards Amon. And I've spoken to Conrad, and he says that once we are through with Talstar, that he will teleport us back here to Bonesaw. Good. I have much unfinished business with many people here. And I nodded once again towards Anira as she's confirmed her her um, her alliance to Talstar, and then I look towards Elfarin. I'm, uh, whatever you decide, I'll, uh, I'm happy to follow. And you, are you capable? Do you need anything else? Can I assist you in any more ways? My, uh, uh it's just my fingertips. I, I, I can cast, uh, my, uh, dominant hand is fine. Um, I, I'll be okay. So you can blade sing? Mm-hmm. Very well. Kind of look around the room. <sighs> Give it a big exhale and say, the rest of, uh, the crew is waiting at the tavern. The teleportation circle is ready. Take any last fine breaths that you have. Take any more swigs of wine. Any connoisseurs of the Bonusau while we are here. Because when we uh, step forth through that gateway, it's going to be a whole new world. Uh, I'll, I'll pour myself a glass of wine. I'll pour myself one too. First one of the campaign, by the way. Damn. Yeah, in fact, uh, as you guys reach for the wine bottle, it's empty. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. He glances <laughs> for a moment. Um, I'm sorry, but I was saving this for an occasion. How have and... you... Shh! Quiet, Demon. How have you survived Darkrain? I am focusing. He's like <laughs> looking at the cupboards, trying to figure out which one he's looking for. And he opens about four or five of them before he finds the one that he's meant to find. But he pulls out a bottle, and labeled on the front of it is uh, the words Hugo Grandvas from Bonasau. I was saving it for um, a rainy day. This is still a very rainy day, Fremont. It is not raining, Emon. I could make it rain. Do not make it rain. Okay. Can you make it rain just on Fremont's head? He pours me yes. a glass. As my glass gets poured, I hold it up. I don't quite know what your um, 
pale friend was saying, Emon, uh, or the other pale friend, or the grey one. But they sounded... We're all quite pale. They sounded somewhat inspired. Uh, good luck in whatever endeavor you're going to do. Fremont, uh, how is the money situation here? The money situation is fine, what do you mean? Are you asking if silver is worth much? No, I was asking if you felt like um, you had all you needed to continue out the rest of Dark Rain, knowing all you do. Well, in truth, I would not be disappointed if a platinum brick fell into my lap, but... <laughs> <laughs> but there I can is. survive without it. He's like a prophet. He chuckles. <laughs> he has no idea that you have a platinum brick. Well, um... Is there, so out of curiosity, like mercenaries, right? Is that something that's like around in Chernal? Like not in Chernal. No? Okay. Uh, in the Middle Lands, definitely, but not in Chernal. Listen, uh, Fremont, you need to have an escape plan. What do you mean? I have been busy these last 10 years. I'm sure you have, but things have. No, Emon, I have been busy these last 10 years. He walks into the living room and moves the couch out of the way. Oh, there's no. a hatch on the floor. Oh, <laughs> no. Fremon has been, oh, has been. Does he have a murder room? <laughs> His eyebrows would be like really the armory high down there. This leads all the way back to the city. I see. You built a tunnel. It took a lot of digging, and a lot of lumber. It's quite impressive. It is. Um... There was only two cave-ins in the last three years, but they were easily fixed. Well, uh, at least you fixed them. Um... Fremon, I deem it wise that you give your brother. At least the only one that you seems rather faithful, a hug before you leave. What is the pale one saying? Uh, he is saying that uh, I should hug you or something. Then, uh, come here. He walks over to you, wraps your uh, hug. He would stand up and hug me. Um, he glances back towards the little hidey hole he made. Are you leaving now? Uh, we are. We are going to use magic to go far away, but uh, we will be back. By all means, take my tunnel. Um. Make sure that you use this thing and get out if something goes wrong. The Duke and Olinda do not trust them currently. Of course, uh, myself and Madea are the only two that know of this. He gestures the tunnel. Okay, good. And uh, if you see a Helimine, tell her to stop messing with peasants, okay? I have no idea what you're talking about. Great, he slaps her <laughs> on the back and... Uh, Starts uh, heading towards the door after finishing his glass. As you're heading for the door, he's like, What do you mean about Elmin? She's uh, consorting with one of the guards from the Dela Cruz estate. He has like a look of shock on his face. Sacre, please! I was gonna say, <laughs> I want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, um, I am not a murderer, but it, this makes me filled with rage. I, I understand. Get going now, please. Um, yeah, he opened the door to the night and take a, definitely take a look around and start getting going. As you guys are apparently not using the tunnel, he covers the tunnel back up. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not risking using that thing. It's okay. Okay. Well, uh, we'll go back to the inn. I'm going to well, shorthand we, it. We rush. You guys make it back to the inn. Isaac and, or Isaac is no longer downstairs, but uh, Rylan knows which one it is. And so he probably leads you guys to the door, I assume. Yeah. I look towards Alfarno in the way and I say, Do you rest and... Recover any energy you've spent along the way, because you're going to need, uh, need every last drop, friend. Hmm. It's uh, I could, if you want every last drop, then um, 
sure. every last drop. You guys uh, would have had a short rest so, during the time that you've been in Bonasad, by the way. You've been chill. We want to rest for, before we leave. Um, I'm ready to go. I was ready to go. I would say down. the endeavor of sitting down and drinking wine and conversating has been your short rest. Okay. I didn't know what you meant by never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I wanted to go far and to use arcane recovery so we can have another spell because that arcane eye was a very deep spell. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so was scrying. And so was scrying. That was, that was a bad idea. Right. <laughs> but now, here we are. So. Well. Alright, we arrive to the tavern. We go up the stairs. We knock on the door. Conrad opens it up slightly. Just a peek. Looks through it. Sees you guys. Opens it up all the way. About fucking time. We've been waiting this whole time. Uh, Come on. In you go. This one. Yep, shut the fuck up. In the circle. <laughs> Gets in the circle. I get in the circle. Also, uh, I forgot that I did not long rest when we were at, um, like, I didn't click the long rest button when we were at fucking the place last time we long rested. So yeah, that's fine. I do that and then I'm gonna cast scrying again so that I don't have that spell slot. You guys already level up to nine, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, never mind. Uh, so you guys all file into the circle? Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, Stazriel looks to you, Rylan. Um, what about Clement, Rylan? I look towards Clement. He's coming with us. He gives you kind of like a are you sure sort of look and puts a hand on the on the boy's back and kind of like ushers him into the circle. Right. I vowed that I would get him to his father and I damn well will. Right, well, that's pleasant, no. The promise you made. But it's time to go. Alright, hustle up, glass man, let's go. You guys are kinda of all crammed in the circle. There's uh four, five, six, seven, eight. I look, be nine of you. I, I look towards uh, Troy and Isaac and making sure that they're ready, especially because they're about to hopefully meet their son for the first time, or his son and brother first time. Yeah. Do they, they give look you, uh, prepared or eager or anything? They give you a look. They've got their sh their weapons and their shields. Uh, Troy has his kettle helmet on. Uh, Isaac has his hair back. Everyone's ready. Then I give Conrad the nod. Here goes nothing. Right. Here we go. And... Conrad begins to cast a spell. The uh, the runes and sigils on the ground begin to light up. Uh, uh, beams of light that streak kind of like upwards from the signs in the ground and form kind of a cylinder around all of you and shrouded in light. And it gets brighter and brighter and the floorboards begin to creak and uh, everyone's hair kind of starts to get lifted up a little bit by a, a gentle breeze. And in a flash, you're gone. And where you arrive will be determined in another session. So that's where we're going to end the session. Not quite the most cliffhanger ending that we've ever had, but I think it'll be kind of made up in the next session that the A-side has, and uh, that will be apparent to the listeners when you guys listen to it. But we want to take a moment to thank you guys for popping in and listening. So, like we said before, we have our links to everything in the link tree description below, or in the description of, or sorry, the link tree link in the description of whatever platform you're listening to us on. That has our social medias, it has our YouTube, it has our Discord, you're welcome to come hang out with us, and it also has a link to our Patreon, uh, and we want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters for their generous, generous support. They've supported us through uh, all that we have been through so far, uh, with our music tracks that we've had to purchase, our software that we've had to purchase, the some of the advertising that we've done, logos, art, stuff like that. And so we want to take a moment to thank our party fiends, Stags and uh, Rick Vice, our party monsters, 
Cypher and Happy Phoenix, our party person Hop, and our party lurkers Blundig, Windowman, Valentine, and Cormac. We can't thank all of you enough for the generous financial support that you've given us so far, and we hope that you've enjoyed the podcast. So with that, we're out of here. Hope that everyone's having a good night or day whenever you're listening to us. But as always, never split the party. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Au revoir. Bonne